guys. Welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It's always free to subscribe and listen. Get notified when a brand new episode comes out. And leave a rating and review on iTunes. That really, really helps get some exposure for the podcast. The more exposure the podcast gets, the more exposure Arizona Beer gets. So do that if you will. It's much appreciated. Also, a huge shout out to our Patreon supporters. Chris Odom, Gerardo Jaime, Jim Flager, Marcus Pena, and Ryan Colvin. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you want to become a Patreon supporter of Tap That AZ, get some really cool swag, some early access to some episodes, some behind-the-scenes things, check out the page at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Tap That AZ podcast. Okay, let's get into this one. So for this episode, hang out with John Buford from Arizona Wilderness, as well as Jared Valdir. Jared is the former starting tackle for the Arizona Cardinals, played in the NFL for eight seasons. In 2014, he was actually named the MVP of the Arizona Cardinals. So over the past few years, uh, every year, this uh, combination of Arizona Wilderness and Jared Valdir, uh, they've created a handful of uh, collaborations, including the annual tropical storm this year it was double tropical storm it was a double ipa it was fantastic i think they still have it on tap go check it out see if they do but you're gonna hear about that uh jared's you know uh life story as far as you know him getting into football and beer and all that kind of stuff and the cool things that that he's done with arizona beer specifically arizona wilderness really cool guy not many people make me feel small jared does jared is a big dude uh, he's about six foot eight, two eighty, uh, pretty jacked. Uh, <laughs> so he's a big dude and uh, just a really, really cool guy too. So let's tap into Arizona Wilderness and Jared Belvier. And then, he, and then he won Aster for a film permit that he's been working on. Oh, so yeah. he can shoot the warehouse district. I was like, now I know why he came. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a sweetheart. That dude's awesome, man. Yep. Um, yeah, dude. So we're just going to roll, man. Are you guys, are you guys you, you ready? Sure music's fine? Yeah, I think music's fine. You're yep. not gonna, this is um, Rockbot, which is different than Spotify. So all of these are licensed. Nice, man. Yeah. So what is that even? What, so... If you use Spotify, you can run into issues from... Correct. Like, Spotify really? doesn't pay for licensing. So uh, Spotify has a contract that says it's good for one to three people. There's no such thing as business Spotify either. So No but, shit. But so then, you could get in big trouble if you use Spotify. Well, we did. ASCAP came in and, and sent us the, the thing that they do, and then BMI, and then the, the third and fourth one came in, and we said, well, fuck, what, what do we do? You know, yeah. like pay for the licensing on every song yeah. no pay us and it was about twelve thousand dollars holy shit per location shit. to get all four in order to play whatever we want per year so or rock, just period or doesn't matter i guess per year yeah. per year per year the rock that's came worse. along and said what we do is we go and we buy the license for songs that you request and then you pay us a monthly fee to do that and so that was a better alternative yeah. that's it's still kind of crazy yeah it yeah. is even live music if we have a cover band come in that is still has to be an ASCAP payment it's like how does Austin get away with it? I don't. Yeah, I don't Dude, know how I was that works. Because like, like, so somebody could come in a local person, open mic night, and they could play an Elton John song, and you can get in some shit. You're supposed that, to pay the royalties to Elton John for yeah. that song, which might only be 
$7. Like, we, we only <laughs> have Rocket Man. We don't have Benny and the Jets. We can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. stop playing that. Stop right yeah. now. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Pull the plug. Pull the plug. It, I want to, you should send Elton John a check for like six bucks. Yeah. Like, I should. What's this for? Oh, for this even was, mentioning this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is just in case. Let's tap that ass. I think I heard somebody on the patio singing one of your songs, so here's $6. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, let's get started with this, right? So we you're low are, for me. So okay. So as long as you guys can hear me, yeah, that's what. As, as long as we can hear each other, cool. okay. um, because we don't want the because if I come up like this, you can hear me a lot better. But look at this thing. So it's Music's in the red, so it fucks up all the audio. Got it. Yeah, we well, so suck yelling at me. Yeah, <laughs> cannot control the volume of my voice. I can pay attention. I need to invest in a a. I have a microphone amplifier or headphone amplifier, but. I don't know how to use it yet, so. This ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So you can hear me? It, yeah, it yeah, is First hear. Friday, we'll have a law, but when First Friday starts, we definitely want to be done. It gets crazy in there. You'll get to see it. Good, man. They're closing the streets down. Are you parked on the street? I Ubered down here. Good. I was like, you know what? Look at this guy. Yeah. It's, it, it was a long night last night. Yeah. I never it's pretty <laughs> active. I've never like, gotten to go out with this, man. Yeah. Never? No. It's tonight game, tonight? Game, it was I'm, always I'm game ready. week. I'm ready. All right. I mean, my cousin's coming in town. Yeah, perfect. Done. Shit's yeah. gonna get real tonight with and you guys. And then we yeah. get up tomorrow and go get trash with yeah. Keep It Wild. We're gonna proactively wow. do our community service hours <laughs> by sweating out alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. Well, make sure you record a lot of that on video. Yeah, yeah. Carly's gonna go, so we'll be all right. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're here at the downtown. Arizona Wilderness, downtown Phoenix location. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'll start with this gentleman to my left. Well, I'm here with the great Jared Valdir, number 68. Thank um, you. He's six foot eight, which I don't know if that correlates to the number. Was that on purpose? Um, no, just ended up being coincidental. Yeah. But his second, his second hobby was football. His first hobby, though, is brewing beer, which I think a lot of people love about Jared. And he came in. I'm just going to tell you the story of how we met. Yeah, yeah. He came in to Wilderness and... Was just, was it the O line? Earl Watford would have. Yeah, it was kind of, Earl was kind of like the liaison. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to brew a beer with all of the offensive line. Um, the they all came in, and you learn really quick what an offensive lineman is. They're physically, the, well, physically, but, <laughs> but mentally, they you'd think like the grunts beating each other. Not even close. They're all coming in and like AQ Shipley's a chef. Um, you know, <laughs> Earl's his own man yeah. in many ways. But all of them have these like their own lives, and football was just a, a, a job. Yeah. You know, and none of them had flash. No, no one pulled up in the car they shouldn't have been driving. Uh, you could have asked any server in the room like which one's a football player. If it wasn't for their size, obviously, they would have been like, "There's no football player in here." <laughs> yeah. We got running backs and, and wide receivers with their like their flashing. You know. Oh yeah. So yeah. It, it was a fun experience to have Jared basically say, "No, really, I want to talk beer." And so, double tropical storm that we have on right now was his original recipe was Tropical Storm and he came in to brew it we we wanted to submit it to JABF but something you had not entered enough yeah time. there was, was uh, some bureaucratic uh, yeah. bullshit yeah <laughs> which turned out totally fine <laughs> okay at the yeah. end of the day we, well, we, we, had made, more beer we made for, some great beer yeah we had more beer for the consumer <laughs> yeah that, that's that's the best part but yeah we brewed it and people freaked out about it. And at the time, Galaxy Hops obviously was on its come ups. So now it's like, you know, the average consumer knows Galaxy now. Oh, for sure. And so, so when did this start? When, when did you guys do your first collab? 
three years ago is my best guess. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. three years ago. And why um, did you specifically choose? Why did you say we want the offensive lineman from the Cardinals? Like, why Why not just like, hey, I want a couple pro athletes to do it, this? It would have been an Earl thing. So Earl came, he's a, Earl's a, a guy who just can adapt to any situation. Okay. I've seen him at rock concerts, country concerts, rap concerts. Like, he, he just has friends in low places and high, it's everywhere. And so <laughs> I think the idea was, what if we had a collaboration with a few of the Cardinals players? And he's like, well, here's how this works. O-line hangs out together. We bond together. We don't talk to the other guys on the team that much. It's an O-line thing, so I can get them to come in. And you guys are going out to eat on Monday nights. Yeah. And, he, and they brought you in, I think. Was it? It was like an, uh, an O-line. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like a camaraderie. Yeah. And yeah. And that so, was, we, we did the triple. That was the O-line triple, yes, right, that we started yes. out with for the Tillman Foundation. And we all agreed immediately yeah. on Pat Tillman Foundation. That was an easy, yeah. um, you know, easy charity. And, sure. And so, that you know, it's just the, the beginning was a lot of that. And then Jared kind of pulled us aside and said, hey, would you mind trying my homebrew? And he brings out Tropical Storm. Yeah. Brewed in his, his house, homebrewed. And, and he had this smile like, holy shit, this, this guy is a homebrewer. You know, yeah. it's, he's, he's an NFL football playing homebrewer. And he's not really talking about football. This yeah. is a homebrew guy. So the first batch was incredible. Very well balanced. First batch that you guys did as that he tr- the, he brought the, us. Oh, nice man. Yeah. And and we said, you know, that's great. If you ever wanted to brew that here, we'd love to do that. Get yeah. it on the large scale. Get a label for it. So he came back. And we a few months later did that. And you hand drew, and I still have the photo. He hand drew a label. Let's see if I can find it. We got to get hand- that's going to be the logo. Yeah, Originalized. Yes. Yeah. My, my four-year-old daughter and two-year-old son could probably outdo this artwork, but I think that's what makes it. That's what makes it special. You know what yeah. though? That means that was two years ago because your son was a baby just born. You brought your son and that's, put him no, down. that was no, that was it was Eva was it was, was, was a baby, it? yeah. So that was that was four years ago then. Yeah, the three was, and a half years yeah, ago. Okay, yeah. wow. Because he, he he put her down yeah. on the bar. She was snoozing like the whole time. She slept the yeah. whole time while we brewed. And he would just look out and she'd yeah. be on the bar and bartender Dude, was like awesome. cradling her. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. To this man. day, she's still a good assistant brewer too. She's yeah. always that's looking awesome. to dump some hops in the kettle. That's yeah. cool. Well, dude, that's a good that's a good upbringing, right? Like teaching them the appreciation for the art and the craft behind something. Not yeah. necessarily. I mean, beer just ha- just happens to be that thing. But whether it's food or whether it's coffee, whatever it is. I'm glad it's beer for you. <laughs> right, right. And your daughter will be too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, I was hoping I had this logo. I'm going to find it and we'll get it on the website for, for you. For sure, man. For sure. It, it's, it's not, it's, the, it's not what's on the can now. No. Okay. No. Okay. It, we did a variation though. Cause you had like piranhas jumping out of the water. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a, we, yeah, they cleaned it up a lot. <laughs> our, right. our, if our you strip it down, it's Jared, there still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our artist loves Jared, but was like, yeah, um, no, no, <laughs> not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, er, was Earl a homebrew guy, or did it just happen to be that that he Earl would brought be you honored or? to say just a drinker? Yeah, he's just a yeah, drinker. Yes, he would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know, Earl's like the younger version, uh, younger end of millennial, or I guess he would be the uh, the ultimate millennial. He's like twenty seven, I'd say. Okay. And so, Earl, what millennials do best is adapt to everything. So Earl was sophisticated when he came in. He would come in and talk right away, go, I went to all these breweries, tried these beers, and you notice his untapped ratings. He had like 500 untapped ratings at the time, probably 5,000 now or yeah. more. So he was a good gateway to meet guys like Jared because Jared, too, was a, a good beer drinker, you know. But yeah. in, in Phoenix, you know, driving an hour across the city from PV where you were, that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, right. especially on game weeks. Yeah. And and in all season, you guys were always back in Michigan. Right. So I didn't get to see. I didn't. I don't think we've ever gone out drinking. No. Yeah. And he's skinnier now. I was going to ask you about that. That's a common thing these days with with especially offensive linemen. Yeah, you retired. So well, Jared, let's go back. A little. I don't even think we introduced you. So. Your first and last name, John, just went with the. Uh, I went he, with him. I introduced. Yeah, him. Did, you, did you say yeah. his last so name? So do as I well? need to like it, inter- introduce Jonathan? I thought that was pretty good. Right? I want yeah. to see what Jared can do. That was a, that, yes. Okay, Out yeah, of you small town to, Ohio, yeah. making it big in Arizona. Yep. It was either football or brewery. Yeah. Yes. I have to pose for a picture of drinking real quick. All right. Okay, that was. I hope people got to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I heard yeah. some backwash. So now you have to you have to introduce right. this gentleman, right? Yeah, um, he's like a, like a rock and roll all star of the craft beer world. Ooh, I would man, say that's a good one, man. Like if yeah. you want to just like sit down and like hear some some badass stories. Of, of, he's, of traveling craft beer. He's trying to pry him out. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Buford's your guy. Yeah. And he makes some kick-ass beer, too. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's been, you know, one of my best friends in, in the industry. And, uh, yeah, you know, grateful for, you know, him allowing me to, you know, give a, you know, recipe and, um, you know, kind of put our heads together and, and, and do it up. And, uh kind of backing up to that it's kind of funny like you know nine years of professional football and you you get like nervous and you get some butterflies and stuff but i'll tell you what man when i brought a couple bottles of my beer into the brewery (laughs) for for these guys to try like the amount the the butterflies in my stomach were massive i was like no one wants to be homebrew guy yeah like oh yeah it's just use a lot of caramel malt in here (laughs) Did you ferment this out? Uh, yeah. No, this, he, he came in. He came in with, as homebrew guy. He did. He, it was like. Were you thinking? Were you thinking? Ah, oh, shit, man! I'm yeah, gonna have oh, to smile. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, we we've had a lot of beer dropped off, and I'll tell you, homebrewing has gone down. We used to get homebrew dropped off weekly. It got to be the point where we did our best to set this up, but when he brought it in, it was like. We got to do this right here. Yeah, you know it can't be the. Yeah, we'll get to it. You know, <laughs> sure, and so, great. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it this week. Six foot eight, yeah. old guy. Open it, Jonathan. <laughs> have you ever seen the, fo- the photo that, like, apparently, isn't really Jared? The the Hulk photo. This guy right here, and if at home, just Google Jared, Jared Veldier. How do you spell your last name, Jared? V e l d h e e r. And go to the images. You'll find the one I'm talking about. Oh, I think it's. I think it's off. Well, look how much. Look at that guy. Damn, dude. But you, uh, he, he's standing over you. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's Is the that one. you? Well, I'm not really green, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy's standing over you and going, how is my beer? Yeah. You know, what do you do? But dude, it, it, you, that's you a real. That you is a real. Your face off. That's impressive, man. I, I remember seeing that picture. And now the fact that it's him. That's a. That, yeah, so it's a big deal. I remember, I I'll <laughs> clearly remember popping that lid and immediately Galaxy Hops came out. And the one thing that I made a mistake on as a home brewer is I added my hops way too early. Vinny Trelurzo is my hero. But even Vinny back then was going for bitterness. And, and the right about that time that you brought that in was this new push for aromatic oils. Yeah. 
And I remember popping out. I'm like, okay, that's why you pay for Galaxy. I we no one wants to pay for twenty two dollars a pound for Spot Hop Galaxy. Yeah. And go, we bittered with it, and yeah, so that it, it came out of the glass. But no knock on Galaxy. It's it, dude. It can bitter a beer pretty yeah. well. Like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. You're yeah. paying for, <laughs> a lot of money to bitter that beer. Yeah. But it, but it doesn't. It 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 works well as a single hop. Right. What's like you putting ch- expensive cologne on before a baseball game or something. Right. Like, <laughs> right. What's the point? Okay. We're yeah, going you're going to smell good real real when you're at <laughs> back. Under your that's football the, helmet, you have the, a really nice aroma. Yeah. I gelled <laughs> my hair before a football game. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah. 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 And that just comes right on your helmet and burns your eyes. That's really what happens. Yep. <laughs> so, well, why did you choose? Why did you choose that? Like, so when you were making this recipe at home, why did you choose? Why did you choose Galaxy Hops specifically? Cheaper as a home brewer. Right? Yeah, like, I uh, think so. I get a lot of my. I, Get a lot, pretty much all my hops from Yakima Valley Hops. Okay. Uh, they, they, they do uh, they do some good stuff on the homebrew side, and um, I just saw they were they were marketing this hop, and uh, they're like, oh, one pound bags in stock now. Like, hurry buy them yeah. before they sell out type deal. And I was like, oh shit, I better buy them. Um, so it's an Australian hop, by the way. So it, okay. it, yeah. it's opposite seasons. So September's our season, and October's our season to get fresh hops from America. Okay. So this is a February hop. So it comes in and flashes in seasons you weren't used to it. I didn't know that yet. And like yeah. you know, when I was a homebrewer, Galaxy was like, "Why is it February?" And I'm getting this Galaxy and realize it's opposite hemisphere. Makes right. sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So basically, just um, ordered it and did a like whenever I'm trying a new hop, um, I like to just do a real simple like single malt, single hop, you know, smash beer, and yeah. um, it was good. And then you know, put a couple more malt. Uh, additions in there and then really threw a ton in late oil uh whirlpool and a, and a couple uh dry hop additions yeah. and it turned out really good um can you tell i know it's, yeah. it's some, i'd say it's a polyphenol haze <laughs> yeah that's a great beer though man that's a that's a really good beer yeah um when you so you come and you do this collaboration with these guys and then you see your beer in a can not the same art that you created, but uh, an artist's rendition, right? <laughs> uh, yes. But, but that first year that you saw, was that pretty surreal to see, like, your beer, like, in a Oh, and his signature, too. Yeah. Signature the signature on the was on That there. was definitely, like, one of the coolest things yeah. that I think I've seen. He had actually never signed an autograph yet in his career. Yeah, that was the first signing again. That's true. You were fucking co-captain of an NFL football team. You signed. By the way, by the way, did you realize the irony as well? Whenever, whenever this beer goes on tap, there's some kind of tropical storm that's happening. It's eerie. It's it is eerie. We got to move this thing. Yeah. yeah. God need bless to, everyone in the Bahamas right now. We need to start right doing now. this like outside of hurricane season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is like the peak. We should do like a wildfire series or something. No, like no, no, no. Let's just do like a peace on earth, hope. Yeah, yeah. Red. Trop- <laughs> tropical beauty. Yeah, tropical <laughs> beauty. Luke is out. He's leaving. The um, <laughs> AP is out. The AP? Yeah. He does look AP, doesn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he, does. he looks AP. Dude, he's all businessman. Yeah. Dude is the best partner ever, man. Great, good. 23 years old, just fucking head, just businessman. The cool. dude knows cool. his shit. Yeah. 23. 23. Man. Yeah. I thought he was 17, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks it. Yeah. Took his so, vitamins. But, dude, no, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a good, uh, that's a good point, though. Like, tropical storms coming in. Well, we got a double tropical storm here in Arizona. 
Yeah. That's you got this energy about Arizona wilderness. Let's let's bring the the peace and the yeah. and the crop storm pale ale coming in, right? That's what we did. Crop That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Chase why did it, we we brewed a double trap. It was for I, Strong Beer Fest. For strong thank you. I was like there's a reason okay. for it. And people went crazy for it. So I would like to go back to the original version personally because I think the lower ABV beers are trending again. But this one just plays so well. The alcohol. So what happens with ethanol is it has it does have a perceived sweetness, and that binds together with the aromatic oils. And so it, to me, higher ethanol does taste better with Galaxy hops. Lower, it, I think it can come off as petroleum, petrol, kind of gasoline. Higher it has this like beautiful orange mandarin. Uh, aroma that you're getting from this. So you raise the octane and that kind of... Yeah, it and it works, it's yeah, a it works because Galaxy's... The hop oil content in Galaxy is, is very high. So yeah. right, it comp, the, the high ethanol complements That's why the it's a sexy hop. Because yeah. you, yeah. you're getting like what we call dank. You know, this yeah. dank hop. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Just some sexy oils. Sexy mm. oils. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's another collab with Jared right sexy there. Sexy oil. oils. We just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is gonna get weird. I gotta, I gotta get involved with that one somehow. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. But uh, so a bunch of men in one room, <laughs> sexy oils, dude. I, I'm picturing all kinds of stuff that would really sell. Okay. Yeah, they say sex sells, right? I mean, I, I don't know what you do in your personal time, so I can't. I <laughs> dude, so so how did you get into craft beer? Like, how did you? How, how did that window um, open so, for you? Being from West Michigan, uh, we have some some pretty uh, pretty good craft beer there. Um, and I remember in uh, in college, like you were real fancy if you were swinging like a six pack of Bell's Oberon. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. When you say Michigan, you think Bell's has to be in every single one of the yeah. to the college doors. Yeah. Yep. So that was like my first like craft beer. That or uh, for whatever reason. I took like a six pack of Dead Guy Ale, like uh, up yeah. up north on a on a snowboard trip. It it found its way. It did. Yeah, Dead Guy found and, its uh, way. Yeah. And then I I got drafted by the Raiders, so I lived in the Bay Area for four years, and that's really like when I went out to the Bay Area. Like if, if I would have had any kind of hoppy beer, I would have been like, what what is this? It's like this is this tastes awful to me. Yeah. After being in the Bay Area, I don't know if it was like through osmosis or what, but it was like <laughs> instant like hop head like. Yeah. You know, love the West Coast well, and, IPAs. And the guys and, at Rare Barrel love you. That's so sour probably popped into your... Oh, and then, yeah. yeah. I get texts from Rare Barrel. You with our boy Jared, they loved him over there. Uh, d- yeah. I think Dude. Raiders fans, like, still fucking miss Jared Valdeer. Hey, man. I'm, those, those, those dudes are diehard, man. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is one of the diehard, like, groups in the yeah. NFL, for sure. That's yeah. why they're moving to... <laughs> Right. <laughs> I saw the stadium. I was in Vegas two weeks yeah. ago, and I saw the stadium. It is on the strip, like next to the strip. Really? Uh, it's it's right next to Mandalay Bay, and like like right there. Seems like a, a genius move, then, right? Yeah, it's going to be smart. It's, yeah. I can see why they'd want to do it, but it, I don't know. It's it's a it's Vegas. I don't know. It's Vegas. Yeah. Oakland's Oakland. It's you know. yeah, but that's such a un- that, I mean, that's a unique franchise, though. For sure. You know, and if there's like one franchise that could pull it off, because like you know, playing for them for four years, like you you just see just unbelievable road support. Like they travel their oh, cool. their asses off. Yeah. And you put the team in Vegas. You know, every little podunk airport in the U.S. somehow has a Flies flight to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I think. You know they're going to do great, and you know what? It's it's only it's eight regular season home games. 
you know, I think they're. I think that place is going to sell out, no, no problem, yeah, and that yeah. place is going to be rocking. You know, I think yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah. And when does football happen? Well, Vegas, Vegas is in season. It's so you true. can have a yeah. all, you can have a guaranteed sellout. Yeah. I get it. Yep. They have a good art mo- art model story. I worked at the Biltmore, and you know the the resort up in Phoenix here, and it was my first job here, and the NFL always had their meetings there. So I came from Ohio, and I met at the time Butch Davis, um, one time. Uh, at the Browns, you know. Yeah. And my job was banquet setups, and so we'd roll rounds and tables and set up for the events. You know, we'd make the kid money and the banquet servers would make yeah. the adult money. <laughs> yeah. And Art Modell comes walking in in his Raiders jumpsuit. Everyone else has suit and tie. Everyone's an owner. Jerry Jones was there, had a makeup artist on site. Like, everyone had this image that would hold. He walked in a Raiders jumpsuit slowly with two bodyguards but they were they were brooklyn you know they were brooklyn italian bodyguards yeah. these weren't like big for hire body, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah they're old buddies yeah he walks in the room he looks around he goes well here's the motherfuckers doing the real work walks out there's my art model story <laughs> That's, uh... i mean we were setting up tables and he goes this is the people doing the real stuff it was it was good yeah and we all go i think that was art model yeah wow I no. might as well have the, the best. He's just like, I'm going to set up the best tables I've yeah, ever exactly. set up tonight. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. yeah. Two hand in the fucking yeah. chairs and shit. Pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But dude, so uh, for you, like, to, to get to the NFL, right? So we'll backtrack a little bit beyond the beer. How, how did that whole thing happen? Like, so you're, I mean, obviously, high, you know, growing up playing football, you went to, you said, a small school in Michigan, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was kind of a weird road. Um, I was never a jock by any means in, in middle school, high school. Like, I really liked basketball. Uh, Where you're 6'8". For eight. whatever reason, yeah. my height didn't translate into being, like, amazing at basketball. Okay. Like, I was, on the, <laughs> I was on the B teams and, yeah. you know, just kind of kind of stuck out sports because, uh, you know, my kind of core group of friends from, like, elementary school was still, you know, involved in it. And it was just, you know, kind of a way to keep hanging out after school by just staying in the sports and... Uh, yeah. Like, like playing middle school football, like I was like second string, like D tackle, like even like my freshman year didn't start, and then like all of a sudden, like started getting like a little like stronger, faster, and in and playing better looking, sent way better looking, like <laughs> six upper lip hairs, um, yeah. and and started to actually like do decent. Let's and, be honest, um, you watch Friday Night Lights. And you said, hell yeah, I want to do that. That's exactly what <laughs> did not happen. In that, no, that's... What, no. Uh, my brother, he, he had went to Hillsdale. He played basketball there. It's good school academically. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, go into some kind of, like, scientific research field or be a doctor or something. I was just always, like, geared towards science. Um and so I wanted to go there, earn a biology degree, and, and that's that's what I did. And along the way, football happened. That's a <laughs> that's the NFL I mean, you're dream, expe- right? You're expecting that. like the obvious, like all the thought, I, the sure, posters on yeah. the wall, Joe Montana on the wall, and it's well. So when did you the realize lineman way though? This is the lineman way. That, that, yeah, yeah. A- What's AQ it? still plays for the Cardinals, right? Oh yeah. He, hey, he, captain, he's captain this year. Yeah. He, okay. So AQ lives down the road from the brewery. Yeah. He, he guy clearly has a contract doing well for himself lives in gilbert 
Yeah. And he comes in and asks me all the time for our recipes. Really? Because <laughs> he wants to go home and make it. Yeah. This is a lineman. This is how they're that's thinking. He wants to be a chef. Yes. Said, that's yeah. Culinary driven guy. Damn. Yeah. AQ. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he makes the best scratch pasta that yeah. I think I've ever had outside Italy. No shit. They, they keep you fed. in it. Wow. wow. Damn, man. No, that's good <laughs> stuff. We, we got to He makes good with stuff. This guy. Like food wise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, we, I don't know if you a, said we, need we a as in, collab. yeah, yeah, yeah me, but you know, I'm in. Yeah, I'm a good eater. Yeah, I'm really good. Pasta, give me a shitload of pasta. Yeah. So when did you real like? When did you? When were you like, holy shit, man? I might be able to play at the NFL level. Like, there's got to be. So like, got, uh, you know, I was always tall. Um, I was the tallest guy like as a freshman on our football team. Um, and then, like, started to really fill out my freshman year, like, gained, like, 30 pounds of, like, good weight, got stronger, faster, and guys started joking around and be like, man, you're, like, an NFL-sized, like, tackle. Like, you're going to go play in the NFL one day. And I was like, no, nah, you guys are crazy. We got to <laughs> test in a couple days. Let's – just kidding. I wasn't that guy either. <laughs> uh, I've been I was like, yeah, maybe. Pass the PlayStation controller over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but – uh you know, they just kind of, it was like Inception, you know, planted that idea. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, that might be a thing. Like, uh, and just kept getting uh, better at football. Had really good coaches there. You know, it was a small school, but they really knew what they were doing. Uh, yeah. and, and got bigger, faster, stronger. And it just all kind of fell into place. Yeah. Then you get drafted. Got drafted by the Raiders. Yeah. Right? And the whole time in your mind, you're thinking, I just want to open a brewery. Right? Like, I don't have time for this shit. Right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I want to do this beer thing yeah. football keeps getting in the way <laughs> did you have an idea for a while that you wanted to open a brewery like um not necessarily okay um even up until like retirement you know i just have always loved craft beer and i love i love brewing i love you know being hands-on with it and and you know just crafting you know something artful you know yeah. it's exp- you can express yourself through your beer yeah. And that's just, that's the cool part, you know, yeah. gathering around with friends and, and drinking, you know, something that you've really poured yourself into. And that's, you know, an extension of yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if that was going to be a brewery or just trying to, you know, find some awesome beers in the area and make a little tap room or, you know, find another job that's this beer related or just homebrew and get, you know, really involved in the homebrew club, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think what it's led to is, is, just realizing the fact that you know i love i love the beer i love making the beer i want to share my beer with uh with west michigan and and you know with with my friends family and and outside that the, the community yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll tell you this i have heard enough people out there say what are you saying obviously not the nfl background but yeah. a lot of different walks of life i want to start a brewery right sure the general person who does it is someone who's not ready I don't mean to be so, you know, brash about it, but this, a lot of times we're just not ready. Yeah. This is not brewing beer. This is entrepreneurship. So when Jared first brought it up, you kind of, I don't know, you just assume someone with a contract in the NFL really doesn't think about anything else. And then over time, you're like, no, Jared literally has only talked about this. Yeah. So my take on it is this guy's going to be successful, and, and Michigan needs, after Founders just sold, Yeah. Michigan needs an identity again. That, that beer identity. Now, we love Bells and Shorts and all those breweries, but they all have had controversy or, I guess, just like, I don't, I guess the term hard times. Yeah. I think Michigan brewing scene would, would love to have this guy because he's coming in with this passion and this, this idea that he just wants to share this beer with you. 
and and right now big business is stepping into beer a lot yeah you know yep. even in my life i mean it's just it's around me everywhere if they're not buying a brewery that i know they're they're distributing a brewery i know yeah and i see what what's going on now is white claw does so well so what does anheuser-busch do they go and they they're gonna make their own seltzer so everyone's pressuring beer right now everyone is yeah beer is not what it was before this champion product and i think we need smart people who give a damn and i think jared's gonna be very successful yeah, yeah. Well, I think before we got started, so too. So GoFundMe, www. Is he, you got a GoFundMe going? <laughs> yes. Here's my routing number. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yes, yeah. He will be here for another two hours. This isn't going out live, but come down. This is it's actually Jared's a telethon. Money. Hey, everybody. Please call in. Phones are ready. Yeah. So, um, dude, that's awesome, though, man. Because before we started recording, you and we were talking about what we love about Wilderness is, like, the, the passion that they have behind what they're making. And following through with that vision that they have. So so for you and your desire to open up a place, I know you're going to follow that same path of, like, making fucking badass beer, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like Jonathan does it the right way. Like, it's authentic. Arizona wilderness is authentic. You know, everything is, is you know, principle-based. Everything on that, you know, the tap list up there, you know, he's... He, gonna talk to you about it he's gonna love it you know he i'm sure he wants me to try everything that that's up there (laughs) um and uh you know that's what it's all about um there's not just like one beer up there that he's super pumped about and then you know he just doesn't really want to talk about the other stuff it's you know every everything is you know i view them all as a story a chapter in a book yeah and it come like like that's one of the things like i respect about these guys like you know they have their core principles that they run their brewery around and that lays the culture and the groundwork to be successful yeah and you you know he's that was kind of you know what i took away from football as well and you see that now in the beer world and i think you just see that when, when people are successful there's a root to that success and you know in a day where you know craft beer is you know seemingly everywhere that's what separates good from great yeah yeah i agree with you man. it's a dedication that can't stop yeah i mean uh, look well pat and i have no problem admitting that we learned about year three we're in year six year three this it wasn't just delegation but i mean you can compare it to a football team there's going to be an owner and there's going to be an, a line you know there's going to be a janitor the stadium's got to be clean, right? There's going to be this whole integral team that everyone has to chip in to make make it successful for the customer to come in. It really isn't about you. It's about the consumer. But you, you're never going to talk like that. It's going to be, we got to have our A game on. Everyone's got to pitch in. So Pat and I realized this early on that Patrick's brewing, I'm brewing. Um, if I'm in the kitchen a lot of times or whatever that may be, we, we wouldn't be at the top looking down and saying is everything where it should be and so yeah. over time we backed out and found a guy like Chase yeah. and I, I have no problem saying that Chase is the best brewer in America you know sure it's rose colored glasses but I fucking bought those rose colored glasses for myself <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with yeah. that and Chase not that I bought Chase it's not that it's that I'm saying I'm proud to call him that because he's on our team Yeah, we're on a team together and Chase has his own team and I just look at our beers and so now it's like adding to that story of like yes everyone's a chapter and to know that we have a team of people who are committed to getting these beers out 150 different beers a year 
every single one has an Arizona story, has yeah. a background, has a reason to be on that board. There's a reason it's on the board. Yep. It's not just something we wanted to brew. Yeah. That's that's where I realized entrepreneurship. I, I really big into Warren Buffett and the Warren Buffett way and all his books. Entrepreneurship is a gift and your crown need not to be worn. Mm-hmm. And I think we just get to come here every day and do this and have you know guys like Jared respond to it. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I, I think my advice for someone like Jared or a lot of breweries who want to start today is plan on being an entrepreneur. You know, plan on really being the CEO of your company. Now, if you are a brewmaster, if you're Matt Bertelson, dear friend of mine, if you're Matt Bertelson, go ahead and be the brewmaster. Where's he? Where's he at? Firestone Walker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want yeah. to do Firestone and you know, uh, go to West Michigan for a little bit, team up, you know, get a well, brewery by up the way, ground. That's, by the way, <laughs> Matt Bertelson is from West Michigan. Is he really? He was Why did we not get Firestone in Michigan? Well, let's let's get on that. He, he was a hop chemist, and he was in Michigan for a while, and then he went to – he was – he was right after he was um, um, the, the famous stouts in Chicago, Goose Island. Oh yeah, he ran yeah. that program for a while. And then no shit. Okay. Went and slept in Slow Brewing Company, where a guy named David Walker came and said, "You want a job? Yeah. You want to brew for us?" Well, yeah. That's a you know, sideshow. But I guess my point with that is, you be an entre- you can still be brew focused, beer focused, but entrepreneurship is involving your community. Sure, it's being the mayor. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's it's delegating and advocating, and I think this guy's going to be a great one. I, I you, you got to have respect already going into it. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. It's hard to be the boss. It's hard to have people go. I got to go do that because he wants to do that, and you go, no, I want you to do it because you want to do it. That's the hardest one. That's a big difference because they're going, wait yeah. a minute, I don't want to do what you just said, and so you have to have a program that says every single beer that we brew means something. For us, for, for us, it's Snuggle Malt. It, that, that's the you know if we had to isolate the two it's the Arizona grass raised beef but this isn't a beef show um, soon to be which I'd love to talk to mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. my 30 seconds on that one yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have the Snuggle malt story yeah. so think about this I mean in Michigan right now there's I think four maltsters but there's probably more there's, there's a couple that are famous though you get a chance to go tell a farmer that I'm going to buy your product over buying conglomerate product so you have a chance to do that and then your brewers are going to go that's the guy I want to I'm going to dream big with. Five years later, you're going to have this team. You're going to go, <laughs> I, I I never thought that I could pass my legacy on, and then they get to pass their legacy on. And that's the reward that, I, I again, I, I would love to pass on to homebrewers is maybe go get a little business mind. You know, yeah. I think for him, I, I've, always, I, I, I've always been drawn since day one in an odd way to the NFL. We had the um, Ace Media. You know, Ace Media puts on the... A yeah, they of, do like uh, that. They're the media arm of the uh, NFLPA. Yes, <laughs> and so they just were attracted to Patrick and I, and have had us to DC to do some things with them. I've had this weird NFL story. It has. It wasn't just Jared and Earl. There's been other things that have happened. And, yeah. And I, the second I started to look at them, like, talk about a business. The NFL. You can say it's Evil Empire, but it's just yeah. business. It's pure. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 tears. It's it's um it's democracy. It's bureaucracy it's all these things and so i've taken a lot away from even just learning from jared like what's it like to be a player in the nfl you yeah. are a member of a unit of a team of a bigger empire grass-fed yeah. beef you're grass-fed beef yes <laughs> you're grass-fed beef that's a good segment so we we, we <laughs> gathered that that kind of stuff and we said look this 
business that we're running, we want it to be a legacy for us. And so we became what I would consider entrepreneurs at that point. Yeah. Uh, still love beer, still consider my, you know, past brewmaster, but yeah. that's my advice is think like a team. Yeah. Think like you're running an empire. And uh, I think the craft brewers who have done that, the Sierra Nevadas, are, that's the number one. We can't, I, to me, I don't know who could deny it. Go and look at their walls and they all go, Ken Grossman is the greatest guy ever to follow. Yeah. Is he perfect? No. But that's... Sure. That's, you know, I think Jared's going to be that guy. He's, you know, he's a family guy. Every single time that he came in to brew with us, he'd bring his family. And I'm like, that's the kind of person who should be running a, you know, a brewery. So when he's ready, you go into that brewery and you buy that beer. I'm going to make a trip. Guy. I'm going to make a trip there yeah. just for the opening day. Hey, that you might not even have to buy it if you make your trip over there. It's, it might, might, might be on me. Oh, dude. Yeah. JaredVeldeer.com. Yes. Jared <laughs> said he would possibly buy my I'm beer here. if I go up there. Here is sea bass. Sea bass. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about counter service? We don't have servers. I have to get up and get us another round. We need another beer, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. You guys, right, it is right. beautiful here. This is the first time I've been downtown. Yeah. Dude, this it's, place it's, is, it is What's your initial awesome. thoughts? I would love to get your initial awesome. thoughts. Dude, I love, I love the open airiness, man. It's still got that wilderness vibe yeah. to it. It's awesome, man. We, I like we call it industrial chic. Uh, love the industrial chic. <laughs> wait, like, you, like, Jerry, wait till you see those two doors open, articulate open. That's actually a 40-foot long bar out there as well. That trailer out there? Yeah. Dude, that it's place, a that looks First awesome. Friday. We, you'll, I don't know if you've been for First Friday, but I'm this not, is no. the epicenter. So that right there, like 500 artists come in with their... their um, by the way, oh shit, they're lined up right there. Do you see this guy schlepping a keg over? He's distributing his own uh, our beer. Ah, oh, what? He's the GM of of uh, Burger Joint across. No down. shit. Yeah, he's, he's slipping his own keg across. Oh, the dude, beer. that's that's self that is, That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> With right his there. salmon shirt on, dude. I think I saw him wipe his brow oh, yeah. as he's yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, what a that's dedication, yeah. yeah. He wants good beer in this place, man. But yeah, he wants good beer. It, I'm, I'm glad Jared feels that way, because when we saw the site, we we said, God, we have this pub in Gilbert. We better fucking do this one right. There's yeah. no way we can just... We couldn't repeat it. There's no way you can repeat it. But we also fell in love with counter service. Yeah. You know, War Pigs over in um, Denmark was a big one for us to say. You know, Mikkel's a dear friend. And, hey, Mikkel, why did you choose? Well, it's because we want 700 people enjoying our beer at once. Yeah. You can't do that with traditional service. So oh, no shit. We, we okay. chose counter service to have people come in and enjoy it, and then we chose this open seating to just sit and talk to your friends. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this. So wh- like, why downtown, right? So your you're wilderness. So I, I, picture like a, I picture like a Jester King type of thing where you're out in. And please keep picturing that because that, that's do. where our third. That's world, where, that's where like my fingers go. are crossed, man. Yeah. Jeff is a dear friend. Jeff's and, awesome. And Jeff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just put it to this way. John Muir is a hero of mine. Teddy Roosevelt's a hero of mine. And when they met for the first time, there's a famous meeting under um, the Sequoias. There's a photo of Teddy. The sentiment was, I, I wish I could give verbatim quotes and be this badass of, you know, uh, John Muir has... Stand on the table. Oh, John Muir has thousands of quotes. So does Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> but the sentiment was, you're going to go to the cities and talk about the things that I love. So I'll be your friend. And I took that as Arizona Wilderness should be in the heart of Phoenix to represent Arizona. We are not a sustainable city. We grow too fast too much. We're in a time where capitalism uh, kind of guards the idea of 
con- conservation. And so we went to the heart of it to say, let's send our message. Yeah. We, we're very fortunate. Um, there's a group called, I think, it, not Green America. Um, they gave us a platinum award. I'll get okay. that to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can edit it in. Um, they gave <laughs> yeah. us a platinum award. They basically come in and rate your business, and they saw that we had low flow everything. We compost. We we only comp. We don't have a trash can. We had to add one because schmucks off the street, but we didn't want one. Um, everything that we chose here, the permeable pavers, everything was does not reflect heat. We chose coolers that were double insulated, so we didn't need to have constant. You know, all the things that we chose, they gave us a platinum award. Yeah. So we want to come down here and say, this is Arizona's wilderness. Yeah. Phoenix represents the state. Sure. It's the epicenter. It's the it's epicenter. epicenter. So yeah. why would I go in the middle of the country to tell that story? So yeah. we do want to do what you're saying, but yeah. right now, this was the time, the call to action. The mayor came and cut a red ribbon. She wouldn't have come out to cut a red ribbon if we were too far out. I mean, so sure. we're getting yeah. action. We're Did getting, she cut you know, the ribbon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she tried to cut the ribbon, and if you have Jack Maxwell back on, he'll say, "Jonathan, I tell you what, this guy's going to be the next mayor of this city. He, I watched him. He grabbed the scissors from and he caught it. Man, that was a spot on impression too, man. That was good. This Jack would be proud. The, ma- the mayor. <laughs> but no, man. Jack, I, by the way, I'm, Jack's the booze traveler on History Channel. If you ever watch that, or oh, Travel really? Channel. Nice. Travel, Travel Channel, Channel, yeah. One of the best dudes ever, Dude. and I think his show is revolutionary. Sweet. I yeah. think his show is extremely underrated. Like, you want to make a pitch? Yeah. I think me and Jack would be perfect together because I'm the go and do anything. There is no, no, it's not a, and he's, yeah. he can be that guy, Yeah. but I think he's better as the, I don't know, Jonathan, I think we should think about this one. <laughs> he's very calculated. Yeah. He's very like calculated Patrick, guy. Yeah. 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 Yep, and he can wear. Like he wears like. What did he have on at the at the grand opening? He had salmon pants on and this button up. That oh, I, yeah. I could never wear this. Oh yeah. He shows up like Tom Cruise shows up. You know, <laughs> does, we'd be yeah. a perfect pair. <laughs> he does. And Jared would be great in the show too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You guys look like just little, just little fellas. There's uh, Jared. You know, <laughs> home brewing with Jared Belvedere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I want to get in on the salmon pants thing yes, too, though. I like, is should. that okay? I think still, you should. Yeah. I think. I think with your current stature, no, it's that doors have opened to different colored wardrobes now. Like 2019 is good. It, there's a there's a lot more estrogen in clothing, which is. is we needed that. Yeah, I don't yeah. need hairy chest anymore. No. I want salmon pants. I want black silk. I want a flamingo shirt. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's that's where I'm rolling. <laughs> so, dude, but no, to go off what you said, this place this this place is great, Jared. Right, like. Your first time down here, like this is like a this is a, a hub for downtown Phoenix, man. This is because I think, I mean, so when did you? How, what were the years you played for the Cardinals? So I was here, uh, 2014, 14, 15, 16, 17. Those okay. Seasons. So those four years. Um, Have not, you been not out too, here? Not too far from from where we're sitting here. You know, probably you know seven miles north. Oh, you were in Paradise Valley, yeah. you were saying, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'd cruise down here. Uh, Chibo was one of our, our spots that ah, we'd always nice. check out in the city. Yeah. Which is, you know, not too far from here. And Matt's Big Breakfast right up the street was always my pregame breakfast spot. Yeah. we'd stay at the West End. That was like, it's like two blocks from here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great that, you know, they're taking the whole wilderness city and sticking it in the middle of the city. Yeah. And, you know, you're able to kind of, you know, live those principles of, you know, the whole, like, leave no trace thing, you know, that's so big in conservation. And, uh, you know, to stick that in the middle of the city, it's, it's good. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, be the change that you want to see type of thing, you know. Sure. So stick that in the middle of the city 
and then, you know, let people see that, be the model, and, uh, you know, make a difference while you're serving awesome beer and doing what you want to do. Yeah, yep. And using, you know, it was something that John said, and, and I can say it without it going too much to his head right now because we know John, right? <laughs> so what he was saying about the beers on the, on the board, like you had mentioned, like there's a story behind everything on there. But I, I think even to a further depth, there's not anything on there that doesn't have a story, right? I guess that's the same thing. I think I just said the same thing. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> but it's, you know the stories. <laughs> like, when I first like, when I first met these guys, so Patrick was telling me how pumped he was to put a cool ship in the back of his pickup truck and go and do spontaneous fermentation, like, up in the mountains. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool, man. Uh, <laughs> And then now they're doing it. Yeah. Like releasing annual beers that are like spontaneously fermented Dude. wilderness ales. Like yep. literally wilderness ales. Yep. And uh, and that that's cool. And um and you know, that was like before like this like big like you know, like uh, you see like Russian River, you know, now with the like massive cool ship rooms and yep. you know, some of that uh, you know, kind of you know, traditional brew culture that, you know, continues to leak over here and you know, brewers to do that, but for you know, for him to, to say, you know, I'm gonna stick a cool ship in the back of the pickup truck, we're gonna bring some ward up in the mountains and yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna inoculate it that way and you know we're gonna see what we're gonna get. And uh, then to be able to, you know, blend and, and create a good beer off that, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's not an easy thing to do. Well and more and more they're doing that, right? They've got the they have the Sonoran shipwreck. I think it was a collab with uh, Undertale. It was like a, it's like a tiki bar. But oh, oh yeah, that's that's uh, sip coffee bars. Uh, yeah. the, the place that's in the basement. The basement. Of sip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. So. Talk about a cool concept there, oh, too. Right? That's yeah, a, dude. That, and that's that's what's really cool about Arizona. And I feel like you you played in Oakland for the same amount of years you played in Arizona. You probably have the same love for both of them, but you have. I can tell you have an appreciation for what Phoenix has is becoming. Right, right. and yeah. it's like, you know, being in the Bay Area, like you know, everything was you know pretty like filled in uh you know there wasn't a lot of new space a lot, not a lot of new stuff there's kind of a blueprint for for businesses going sure. in yeah you know even businesses centered around you know food beer and wine you know they all kind of followed uh you know kind of kind of the same same blueprint and uh you know being here there's there's space to expand and you get kind of creative people coming from different parts of the u.s and just some cool stuff kind of follows and uh you know, you, you get kind of a conglomerate that really works together well, and, and, and it's unique, yeah. and, it, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's cool to be a part. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, eight months out of the year, you got that perfect weather, too. Plenty of opportunity to, like, like this outside space, right? I wanted to talk to John about this. So I think they opened beginning of the summer, or at least, like, the end of spring, which, you know, end of spring here is, like, 105, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's not really spring, but... Uh, but you pop these doors open. You have this whole outside space, dude. This is this is the place to come downtown, right? Because when it's nice in Arizona, you want to be outside. You want to be absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yep. You want that that flex living space, yeah. And this, yep. yeah. And then uh, at the same time, you know, you know, not have it feel like you know empty and kind of you know just a box you know yeah. Right? Yeah, which you don't get here you know it's awesome with the you know you got the big picnic tables and you know you, you just got a, a mix of materials and it you know it just is it's that good environment that you want to have a beer with and talk to people about beer yep and uh and that, that's what it's all about absolutely man so 
Got to ask you this. So that we talked about, we touched on this earlier. So, so since you was since you retired, you said what? Eighteen months ago? No, you moved. No, so I retired in May. In May. Okay. Okay. So was that? Last... It might have been eighteen months ago. I, it's been <laughs> May of this year. Was last it eighteen year. months ago? May of twenty nineteen. May does May come around every twenty months? <laughs> I don't does, yeah. forget. Well, it's a leap year. Plus, there's a. I think it's a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Carry the one Easter. Yeah. So uh, you retire, and like John was saying, you you've slimmed down. Right, what, what, what did you play at? Like, what was your weight when you played? So you're six foot eight. Yeah. So my first year here, I was like three thirty. Okay. Then my second year, I was like three ten, and then like three twenty ish for the last, you know, the last two years. So, uh, you know, kind of like that three twenty was kind of like the, the consistent, you know, spot. Yeah. And uh, like right now, I'm about two eighty. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's just kind of taking uh, some kind of, you know, the the same kind of. The workout routines that I had while I was playing, just you know, scaling back some of the food and saving some of my carbs for beer instead of bread, <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff like yeah. that. I just really yeah. have to feel like a grown up making dietary decisions like that. But <laughs> yeah. the cool part is, is and anyone who's listening, you can indeed lose weight and drink beer. You just got to be smart. Ah, that's good to know, man. Everyone's like, oh, no, like, you lost weight. You, oh, man, you must not be drinking much beer. And I was like, actually, my beer consumption is much higher than it's been the last five years. You know, I don't have to worry about performing, you know, physically at my best every week. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've been brewing the most that I've, you know, brewed in the, in the last eight years. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's fun to be able to, you know, do it in a healthy way sure yeah and drink beer and just be yeah it's kind of yeah. it's it's you would never think like oh yeah dude i drink more beer than ever i'm in the best shape i've ever been yeah like, that's, <laughs> the, that's, that's what annoys me so much it's like yeah. when like people like scoff at beer like uh you know it's like this just like black hole of carbs or calories or whatever and it's like nah it's Listen, like, if you get, you know, some kind of dry hoppy beer, you're not looking at that many carbs. Like, you're going to sure. be fine. Like, it's, you know, just pick your poison, stick with it. Like, yeah. to me, it's just much more enjoyable having yeah. a beer than anything, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you were searching, dude. I In your like, mind, you were like, what else is better else than is, a beer? Is there anything else? Nothing what is else? there? I left some... <laughs> applesauce in the fridge too long and i think that fermented out a little bit no i'll try it i'll try it we'll see what that's all about no we like we like our wine too but uh you know what just it's not as refreshing as a beer dude like beer just has like a there's just a feeling that you get too right i i like you grew up in michigan i grew up in ohio working class beer is the working class beverage right i mean you you get you get sophisticated right like with wilderness they have this I can't even say it. The Région Sauvage. So it's like a mix between their Saison and wine must. Yes, there's some fancy are, French words up yeah, there. Is that yeah, the, I wish John was here to describe it. I think he's fluent in French. Yeah. <laughs> like he looks pretty French right now. He does look pretty. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, he is the rock star, man. He is the rock star. If you watch around this place, oh, my God, it's John Buford. Um, I don't even know where, what we were talking about they, at this point. Uh, <laughs> the... So, trying oh, to, we're trying to pronounce the region, uh, region, Sauva- region Sauvage. Sauvage. Yeah. Sauvage. Working class. Beer is a working yes. class yes. beverage, right? You just you drink it and you're like, you know what? I earned this. Yeah. Like, no, every time. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, yep. Like, 
and you start to pound your I'll chest. be damned if you take this away <laughs> yeah, from me. This exactly. is yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, dude, I have to ask you this. So, um, who was in your in your nine years, right? Nine years in the NFL. Yeah. Nine years. Who was the baddest? player you played against so it, most likely a defensive end or Man, de- Dwight like Freeney when I was a rookie yeah. Dwight Freeney the day after Christmas man oh man he's not what you want to get as a gift for for the holiday like <laughs> the true. dude was a monster like you couldn't be right like he was you know he'd pop you with a bull rush all of a sudden he'd disappear with an inside spin move yeah. outside spin moves the dude was like a top and just and the the worst part about it is he, he couldn't be any better of a guy. So it's oh, like you can't no get shit. like, man, <laughs> yeah. like, you just like. Fuck that guy. Yeah, like, wasn't an asshole at yeah. all. Just like a good. And then I ended up getting a chance to play with him here in Arizona. Oh, no and he's just a great guy. Just yeah. a great guy. And it's like, I feel great saying, like, he was the toughest guy that I've ever played against. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, man. Yeah. Who's the toughest yes, guy yes. you ever played against, John? That I've ever. Patrick Ware. Yeah. <laughs> I can't that. beat that guy in anything. <laughs> Don't ever play racquetball with Patrick Ware. Oh, really? He will, he will, he will literally die beating you. <laughs> I can see he that, will, too. He will, Wander Pills right here? This is Wilder Pills. Wilder Wander Pills. Pills Wilder is also Pills. a great name. We thought about that Wander later. Pills? But, is yeah. that the... <laughs> no. Wilder Pills. Wilder. Like Wilderness. Wander. Wilder Pills. Wander Pills. Swami. Celebrity in the house. Dale from uh, Hamilton Distillery. Oh, Dale. Dale Bach. So I got I got to go order a beer for everyone and chat with her and we admire Delbach a lot. Dude, Delbach is the fucking shit. I don't know if we were talking about them when we were recording, but let's revisit. Well, my take Whiskey on it is how many times can you say? And, and this is no offense to Tucson. I don't mean this. It's, you know, I, I think the tagline "Keep Tucson Shitty" is the greatest tagline ever. <laughs> but how many times can you say something from Tucson is on shelves in fifty states as the premier? And and you know, even from Phoenix, there's not a lot sure. of premier. Yeah. And so, I, you know, we'll go into Michigan and probably go to a liquor store, and it's on the premiere section. It's Delbach in the label, and just the representation of Arizona is so perfect. And we're trying to, to work with Snaggle Malt to, to maybe pop in a little more on their side, uh-huh. snowing white wheat as well. I know that they're interested in more of that. I've, I've getting Delbach more of those. Uh, Arizona grains. Yeah, yeah. So, nice, man. Yeah, even if it's just a single series of sure. or something that's yeah. just... You know they're telling a big story. Absolutely. We're not on fifty, st- you know, shells, fifty yeah. state shells. So I think that they're doing a great job repping us. Oh yeah, dude, that shit is so good. Have no. you had? Have you had the double block? I have, dude. dude you got oh, it. Then. You, you have it here, right? Oh, looks like John oh, back up disappeared again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll uh, continue on. John was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not letting Jared leave here without you. Ubered, right? Jared, you seem concerned. No, I'm not concerned. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to figure out what uh, what he's getting up there right now. So it, it's not, it, it wasn't the there? Wilder Pills. What did he say it was? Yeah, no. The, this is the Wilder Pills okay. that, that we're drinking right now. But what did he just sprint to the? Oh, whiskey dough box. So ah, that's okay. going to be over there in the in the, in the um, cocktail the area. Cocktail. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um. All right, Dwight Freeney. So Dwight Freeney, but. Physically, that that's surprising. Not, I mean, not surprising because the dude was a badass, but wasn't the biggest dude, right? No, yeah, he was. But that's what that's what made him tough for yeah. me. I'm a tall guy, and he was on the short. He was short for DN, six foot maybe. So it's just, yeah, I mean, yeah. like just built-in leverage all day. Yeah, it's like, you know, if like I try to get down to his level, and all of a sudden I'm leaning. Yeah, you lean versus Dwight Franey, he's gone. He's yeah. spinning, <laughs> and you're falling yeah. on your face. <laughs> right. So. Dude. 
Yeah, he was he was tough. And that's cool, man. What's really cool is, like you were saying, is good dude, right? You would hate to say, oh, yeah, this guy was, fuck it, this guy was a piece of shit. Still is a piece of shit, but that was the best guy I played against. It's yeah. cool to be able to say, best guy I played against was also one of the best guys I played against. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. What about, so the guy that I always, so um, I did boxing for like three, four years. Not I didn't, I didn't fight. I didn't do any like, like amateur fights or anything, but my trainer trained a lot of NFL players, and he said the freakish, the most freakish physically, athletically, just the biggest freak of them all was Julius Peppers. He said that dude was, I mean, Julius is what? Yeah, probably that dude was a monster. He, about like, your height, right? Yeah, he was like 6'6", six, six, like 290, just shredded muscle, like... Long arms. Yeah, if just, you create a player in Madden, like it looks yeah. that's Julius Peppers. <laughs> and especially, yeah. like, he even had like the tinted visor uh, and yeah. like the, like, you yep. know, he he literally looked like a creative player in Madden. <laughs> he and he did. played like one, too. Like, yeah. he, was, he was very good. That's pretty cool, man. That's that's an amazing experience that you had to be able to. I mean, there's a lot of people, I think, that listen to this podcast that are probably more envious of you and your beer making ability. But, uh, you know. NFL player, that's that's unreal, man. That is that's so many people want to get to that level, and you got to play at that level. And and how old are you now? Thirty-two. Thirty-two, man. Yeah. So that's crazy for you to be retired and move right. on to that yeah, next yeah, chapter. Retired's a weird word, yeah. you know. It's like not really retired, just in transition right sure. now. You know, football. Sure. The football part's done, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely not over here sitting on my hands. You yeah. know, it's uh, there's, yeah. there's plenty of stuff I want to do, and and I, and I like to stay active, stay busy. So you were telling before we started uh, the podcast, you were telling me that something that is even more challenging, exponentially more challenging than NFL, is being a father to a two-year-old and a four-year-old, right? Oh yes, <laughs> man. So we're both are in the same boat. Mine are five and seven, so I've been through I've been through that battle. But uh, but that's awesome, man. That's awesome. You can do that and and have that flexibility now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, like that you know massive challenge just creates a massive reward and uh to be there you know and really you know be a hands-on dad at it you know and have young kids is awesome and uh you know it it can be uh kind of crazy at times but it's a good crazy and uh you know it's something that i don't think uh a lot of guys get the chance to do and you know that's one of the things that you know you, you you look in the last nine years and you know what kind of opportunities outside of just you know you know having some cool stories and you know being able to say you know played against Dwight Green, Julius Peppers those kind of guys but just yeah. just the things that it opens up the doors it opens up being there for your family and your kids yep. and then you know being able to pursue kind of your passions and your hobbies that's really the cool stuff yeah uh, and that's really what I feel the most fortunate to be able to do because of playing football yeah well and I think that's that's um I think that's the dream when you when you become an NFL player, right? Or, or just a professional athlete or super successful at something really early is like, okay, this is going to be the that vehicle that takes me to that thing that that I really want to do, right? But I, I think, and, and maybe this is you might have a different perspective and a better perspective is sometimes the guys are so focused on my goal is to get to the NFL, everything is focused on getting to the NFL. Yeah, well, then, then you it becomes get I am, I am an NFL player. Right. That's who I am. That's my identity. Yep. I'm done. I'm not an NFL player anymore. 
but that's all I was. Yeah. What do I do now? I think that's where guys struggle. That's a tough one, man. Definitely. That's a tough one, yeah. And, and luckily, I played offensive line. You know, it was nitty-gritty. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. see a lot of rec leagues for guys going and playing O-line. <laughs> uh, so so you don't necessarily identify with it as much sure. as, like, you know, a quarterback or a wide receiver and stuff. Yeah. So, it, you know, in that way, I think it's a little easier to, yeah. to you know, transition out and, and to get into other stuff because, you know, if you're, if you're in the trenches battling all day, like, you got to have hobbies outside football. Like, it's true. And so you got that yeah. kind of stuff to pursue when you're done, and, and, and you're able to, you know, you know kind of look at that as, as you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, man, because um, – and plus, like, unfortunately, like, offensive linemen don't get the recognition that the quarterbacks, wide receivers, even defensive linemen or anybody – but in a way that works to an advantage – because it's like when you're out of the spotlight, it's like, well, I wasn't really in the spotlight anyway, so I can transition easy out, you know, right. out yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing, like, people are like, you know, you, do you miss it? Do you miss all that? It's like, you know, the things that I miss is, you know, my friends on the team, so, yeah. you know, being part of that, uh, you know, weekly battle that would take place. And, uh, because that, that was cool. That That's going to be a hard thing to replicate. Sure. Uh, and that's really, that's really the, you know, the two things. Uh, yeah. And outside of that, you know they're you know i was ready to to, to kind of move on and, and it was great um, yeah. and uh you know now i uh, get a chance to kind of sit back manage a fantasy league and, and watch football on sunday dude and that one battle that you had a week now you have 27 battles every day with your children oh no doubt right yeah <laughs> that's what you try <laughs> telling a two-year-old not to throw rocks right. yeah. his wife two-year-old will, boy his wife will win yeah. I'm say that right now. Hundred, <laughs> no, but not versus kids. No, not yeah. Your your kids. Oh man, they're they're undefeated. Yeah, your your kids have uh, energy. <laughs> we'll say that. They yeah, do, man, it's good though. They're fun. <laughs> the reason I got up is I I got I didn't get you one. I noticed that. Is this do you, you got you got some water here. You're I'm working. Good. I'm good. I, I'm not working. I'm never uh, working. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we d- we could get Ooh, some. Man, that's some distilled water if you're into that. That's how you should be tasting whiskey. But this is the Great Dale Bach. They're classic. Just the classic, mm-hmm. yeah. Single malt. Yep. yep. And, and obviously you get the... This is a product of Tucson right here. Product of Tucson. Yep. Look at this that beautiful... smoked. That is. Beautiful that's, caramel that's color. That's like coming I wanna, from that American like, oak. Sip this by the campfire yeah. back, in, back in Michigan. And so Dale you take to some my with left. you. Dale to my left, who's going to come join us. She's, oh, yeah. She she's should good absolutely at what she does. Yeah, she's good. get on air while Jared's trying it the first time. Dale, you should join. You want to join? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get up right here between me and Pat. Me and John. Yes. Are you me. sure about crashing the party? It's so interesting. No, this Hello. is this is Jared. Dale. Dale kind of, she runs the okay. Delbach kind of just Thank PR you. machine, um, is the face of it, you know. All the things. So he has not yeah. tried Dillbach yeah. yet. And I know that you've sat down with our owner, Stephen Paul. That was about a year and a half ago, maybe, or a year okay. ago. Right? I think you came down to... That was you. That came down to the distillery. That's and I was right. Like, Jared, I was like, maybe I... Uh, there's, Jared, some, was, there's some big that helmet was you. that hits Jared during the last year. That's <laughs> right, yeah. So he decided to hurt himself. So you and I had set that up. You and I had set that up. And I was telling these guys, I'm like, I've... I've chatted with Dale over email and DM for many times, but we never met. But I had Stephen on the podcast, and John didn't bring me a drink, so. <laughs> well, I figured he's working. He's, he's got 
technology Dude. all around. <laughs> well, so I, I want to hear. Tell us about. I want to hear what whiskey. we're drinking. So Jared, who's a beer guy, yeah, he could represent the beer people out there. Awesome. Like, what is Dillbach? Yeah. Are you? Do you dabble in whiskey world? Or are you pretty strictly beer guy? I'm pretty strictly beer guy. Um, I am a fan of whiskey and uh, bourbon in particular when it comes to spirits. I like like bourbon, whiskey, and tequila. Those are, awesome. if I were to have the hard stuff, that would be it. But perfect. Tend, tend to stick to beer, but sure. you know, like how do I, and here's one of the things, like, you know, the, like whiskeys, bourbon, like they're, they're getting pop, like, like pretty popular. And uh, like, I feel like I might be a little late to the party on them. And they're it's a kind black of intimidating. Hole. Like, well, how do yeah. I? What do I do? Like, what am I looking for? <laughs> There's so much right now. It's a it's a very large and very saturated market, which is a great thing because there's so many things that are available. But it can be really intimidating when you're you're just starting to jump in. Um, so there's there's sort of a few basics, but uh, what we're doing is is different. So we're basically making in a, a traditional 100% barley model. So that's what single malt really means is 100% barley, um, amid a, a few other things depending on the region that it's from. So we're we're 100% barley, uh, and for our our smoked marks, we are actually smoking our barley over a mesquite fire, oh, nice. as they would with peat in Scotland. So we're kind of creating a very southwest. Western terroir-driven whiskey, yeah. um, which ends up being sort of a tequila and mezcal drinker's whiskey because of that that smoky aspect to it. I was going to say, yeah, it, it, it does. It, it It's very good. Thank you. <laughs> Almost too good. Well, <laughs> it's a little dangerous. <laughs> it, it, American oak combines with ethanol and has this perfect symbiotic relationship. It pulls within a quarter inch of the barrel. So these, these what's called melbios and vanillin and all these things, it pulls out of that. So the color you're seeing, that caramel, is actually not malt. That's that's going to be the wood, and it's it's just a, it, it's amazing to think that that bootleggers making moonshine got it in the cask and had real, you know, this we're going back to the Scottish days in Ireland as well. Um, didn't really know they weren't trying to get flavors out of it. They're trying to store it and hide it, and the the longer it sat, the more they got this flavor. And so you know you have this beverage that seems like it was curated to be this way, but it's actually probably a mistake. You know that's. That's um, why I think whiskey is one of the most beautiful things on earth. It's just, it's a perfect harmony. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's a poem. <laughs> it's a poem. Right there. Yeah. Look at the Dillbox bottles. I'll show you after yeah, this. Yeah, I need the, to see one of these bottles, man. The, the old label beautiful. is great, yeah. but the new label is like, it's appeal. Thank if it sat you. on a, you know, on a shelf in Brooklyn, so we go to, we do a lot of business in Brooklyn. They're <laughs> They being Williamsburg specifically and Greenpoint, that whole area, mm-hmm. uh, they're buying Southwest garb, you know, like apparel. There's Saguaro yeah. uh, graffiti everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and then, then Dillbox shows up and it's like, oh, how on trend. Like, yeah. Those, yeah. Those, are, those are 600-year-old Saguaros. Uh, so how, like, how long did this sit? I know. So at this point, we're aging in 30-gallon casks, and we do age more like a bourbon. So we're using New American Oak. It has a number three char and a medium plus toast, if anybody is that uh, nerdy um, regarding that. But with that and in the Sonoran Desert how, environment... How long the flame is put into the in, inner barrel? Yeah, that toasty. It brings all the, the, the sugars. It caramelizes them. It brings them to the surface. So it really provides a lot of that sweetness. So that being said, uh, we can let that sit for about two years before it starts to be over-oaked. And I don't know if you've ever had uh, whiskey that's been aged a little too long or any spirit. It tastes like you're sucking ethanol out of an oak stave, which is 
Yeah. Not does not what sound you pleasant. Want. <laughs> have you guys teamed up? Have you done a beer in one of their oddly, barrels? Oddly enough, oddly enough, who wants to go first in this story? Um, I will, because I'm going to take full responsibility for my error here. She's lucky um, she's fucking charming, because... She, I made a huge. I made a mistake misrepresenting Arizona Wilderness in a beautiful collaboration we did. What was that about a year ago? It, it was actually, I think, two years ago. Two, now, was so, it really? Yeah. Okay, well, What's that's not my fault. Point? I was yeah, about exactly to say what, that one's not my fault. Yeah. Um, but we we did a really cool collaboration with a coffee roaster here in uh, in Arizona in Tucson, and it was it was an exchange of our barrels, the coffee beans, the brew, and then the canning, and we all kind of came green in together. Coffee beans. Yeah turned in a wet whiskey barrel to pick up all the characters. Nice. So something that hadn't been done before, to our knowledge, I'm sure breweries have done it, but we, we wanted to do something special that wasn't just barrel aging. Yeah. And it turned out so beautiful. It was Patrick came up with a name. I had this dumb name, and I don't, I, I don't remember the name. And normally I'm the name guy, so yeah. like, I got an ego. I'm like, my name's going to win. Patrick goes, how do you like your whiskey? I go, neat. How do you like your coffee? Black. He goes, there's a name for the beer. It was yep. perfect. And I it, it was should perfect. be a series. And, and whiskey, uh, call me black. It's a, and then the label, yeah. the whole thing. And the, the marketing was great. You guys great. made um, handkerchiefs, right? We made handkerchiefs. And you put our name on it, not another brewery's <laughs> name, because that's weird. She thought we were another brewery. She said, I'd love I to work didn't. with Arizona Wilderness, because we worked with another brewery I on this project. I didn't. Oh, my gosh. So we, I, I actually. I forwarded the email to everyone in my company, and they're like, my, shame. No, you didn't. No, okay. <laughs> So Shame. we we actually have a meeting right now where, where I will return back some headphones because I have to run, but um, with with uh, Provision Coffee and uh, and we're planning this next venture because this is going to be sort of a series. And Arizona Wilderness has really sort of pirated this and 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 really like this is a really cool new thing and it's bringing so many local purveyors together. And in an email to Provision, I misrepresented the name of the brewery uh, in that moment and I'm the worst and who even hired Dale? Let's, let's ask Stephen Paul. Who even hired Dale? <laughs> who hired her? Let's be honest. We have <laughs> thousands of emails a week. Two years ago, might as well oh, be 20 Oh, now he's being ago. nice. No. Yeah. <laughs> might as well be 20. No. If I said I never made a mistake, that would be, uh, be a lot. We are, we're really thrilled to, to continue to work with Arizona Wilderness, and we're, we're very excited about what they're doing. And, and as far as our whiskey goes, we're really excited to continue to grow and learn, and we find that same camaraderie with, with the wilderness people. So it's, it, it's been fun. To finish before she goes, guys, Dillbach is the best whiskey. Um, I can say that. She's not going to say that. In Arizona, it's, it's holding against worldwide whiskey. We have friends in Denmark and Phantom Spirits. And we brought a bottle with us, and they said, holy shit, this is from Arizona. So we get a lot of that. Same for our beers. Holy shit, this is from Arizona. And awesome. it just even paid attention to details. And yeah. the, when we went to Louisville and we asked, why is Louisville whiskey better than anyone else? They said, details. So when we noticed that, you no know, box of detail-oriented place. And then, again, the new branding came out, and I was like, that is... We all evolve, and you know our, our our whole image has gotten evolved. I would say mm -hmm. it just it's like right place, right time. It's it's there right now, and then they have this guy named Jax, who's the the Arizona Phoenix rep, and Jax is a sweetheart. He's and the so best. It's like everything's and a lining hustler. up. Yeah, everything's lining up perfectly for for this um, really incredible distiller to be what it should be. It should be nationally known. Thanks, John. Yeah. That's the best. We ought to play in Brooklyn. Yeah. We got some work to do. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Thanks for letting me interrupt. I got a quick story to tell. This will take less than 30 <laughs> seconds. So the Wilderness Boys invited me out to their last Camp Cool Ship, 
with all what was it Liberty, uh, Bellwoods, John, uh, th- this last one to happen. Yeah. yeah. So go out there, right? And I'm thinking, man, I got to take something, right? I'm going to set up the podcast, but I got to take something. What represents Arizona? It's not beer. Whiskey it all Bach. So I take it, and it was late in the night. I'm like, all right, we're going to crack this bottle open. We're going to pass it around the fire. I didn't even get a drink. Everybody pounded it. Like, it was like, to be like, dude, this is great. And I think it was, John, it was me and Carly. It was me and Carly, their, their social media guru, organizer of everything, pretty much, John, right? Yep, Carly, yep, yeah. Yep. I think it was her and I. I'm like, I didn't even get the try. She's like, me neither. I'm like, yeah. It went over so well. People were like, dude, that was unique. It is super unique. It tastes like Arizona. So I'm uh, I'm, a, I'm a supporter for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. VIP is everywhere downtown Phoenix. I love it. Thank you, guys. And we, we definitely have a big crush on Arizona Wilderness. So we're, we're excited to keep playing. And you keep doing you. It's nice to keep seeing you around. It's lovely to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Thank Thanks, you. Dale. Cheers. Good, good whiskey, you guys. <laughs> good it's good you. stuff, right? Yeah. Jared, you have no idea what you're in for tonight, right? I don't. <laughs> That's not. I got some plans. So this is, okay, this is she a great, so I have a great Earl Watford story. Because this my cousin who's coming into town, he, I don't believe he would ever care that I'm telling this story, but he happened to come out of the closet one particular time to us. We've loved him forever. We're never going to stop loving him. Um, and so we had to celebrate. And so Earl happened to be in town, and Earl was like, you know, Earl is, fuck yeah, let's, let's go to Charlie's. Charlie's <laughs> is the ultimate gay experience. Yeah. Um, and I say that by, it, it's like a gay, like this isn't a bar that has gay people. This is run. It, it, by gay people this this is the premier experience for a, place a night out a Friday night club yeah. and men get in free so Earl gets in the Uber to go to Charlie's and the driver happens to be gay right so the driver's like wait 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 you're going to Charlie's and, and Earl <laughs> Earl is what 6'5 African American handsome guy and so he's like you do know that you're every fucking guy's dream right you know that <laughs> and Earl's like Oh shit! All right, all right. So we we go up there, and it's uh, David, my cousin. Uh, we're so proud of this this guy because it takes a lot to come out. It does. Sure. It, it's a it's a judgmental world up there, and so we want to keep the steam going. And like, oh, yeah, we're gonna go in, and yeah. so we get there, and guys get in free. Really handsome guy at the door, in chops, lets us in. Uh, tells Earl how, how cute he is. <laughs> <laughs> so as we as we moved forward, David went to the dance floor and. Had a great night, and we all just celebrated with him. And Earl played the loneliest pool game in the corner I've ever seen a band play. Uh, just know, by himself, just like because just, yeah. there was a lot of attention for Earl. There was yeah, a lot. There was, was a lot was, of like it was new. It was new. No, I didn't know he that. Thought, that I had he, this, he thought he didn't need to put aura. armor up, but he's yeah. like, yeah. I didn't know that I was like all the rage the in this guy. world. Yeah, he's oh, the yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just another bearded white guy in that world. He was. Ah, that's just John Buford from Wilderness. He was like Wilderness. that like, yeah. girl in high school who got really pretty from like summer vacation yeah. to the next year and just didn't know how to like hire all these guys. Why are all these boys talking to me? Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm going to go play pool in the corner. That's the only thing. That's how I sort through this. Yeah. That's, you do what you got to do, man, right? So hey, anecdotal stories are, are going to be my forte in the future. That's all I'm going to have. Like, dude, I what. want more of those. I want more. Like when I, when I sit down with people, I'm like, dude, Tell stories. People want to yeah. hear stories, yeah. man. Like that's, I want to get to the yeah. point where you point to a map and I tell you about that part of the world. You, well, know? D- you know what? So when you were up there uh, talking with Dale, um, 
getting you to uh, whiskey. Um, I was uh, <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. No, you're, so, you're, you're, there's technology, I know, you know. Dude, and that my wife would be so proud of you right now. She's like, yeah, he doesn't need a fucking whiskey. Um, so no, we were talking about how every every beer up there has has a story. So I'm going to challenge you right For now, sure. and I'm going to I'm going to point out tabletop. Like, what is what is the story behind tabletop saison? Yeah. So we we had taken well. God, this one's intertwined, but we had taken a lot of trips to Belgium because it's just my, I still, I, I want us to be a Belgian-driven brewery. Right now, the market's not exactly driven for that or um, as open to it as it was. We still will create these beers that you can see with Tabletop. We would go and a lot of times we'll, we would even walk from Brussels south, just walk along the Seine River and, you know, the into Lombic land, right? How long is a, of a walk is that? 15 miles. Because I, I was going to say, like, for me, he, he hiked Camelback today. I parked two blocks that way, and I was like, fuck this. That's like, why this I didn't is, get you this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> flat, right? Like, yes. it's pretty easy to... It's called the... Um, I'm going to mispronounce it. The Payetten Lens, and that's okay. where Lombic historically comes from. But that's obviously not where Saison's come from. Okay. But we would do things like that, and along the yeah. way see the value in being what we call on the last episode is cerebral you know where you can have a pint you know this isn't jared and i going out on a friday night this was we wanted to to gather our senses and information and come back with something so we did this a lot in belgium and um i i just found a lot of value in what we call table beers i just found a lot of value in that yeah it's it's kind of like what session ales became uh, it's great for yeast propagation, right? It's great for just a lot of things. It's a it's a it's a more affordable beer for us all. It's okay. I don't have adjuncts in there. It's just a, yeah. a beer. So, it, you know, I had a love for Belgian beers. I went to Belgium, fell in love with it more, and then I backpacked tabletop wilderness. And it, when you're driving the eight or the ten and the eight meet, you know, a lot of times now you would now go through Gila Bend. Okay. So you won't hit, but you, you can see it from Gila Bend. Yeah. It's that dominating mesa to the south and we backpacked that thing and it you know out of a 10 it's always rated somewhere around 6.8 to 7.2 by pretty serious backpackers though it it's a beast yeah and we get to the top and i have my schnauzer you know daisy when knows yeah. daisy i have my schnauzer and these i think they're called peregrine falcons these raptors literally raptors hundreds of them start circling daisy and I just, I got this sense of like, I fucking love this place. Yeah. I love, I've all, I'll always love Arizona. Even there's I, con- just there's these there's moments. Raptors these are so cool. birds are going to eat my dog and I love this place. <laughs> Jared, I, 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 Jared, I, kind of like, that's I'm, what I'm thinking. But did Daisy my, like my, shit in the house before you left or something? No, I, my, my, <laughs> I don't know, I, 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 I politely put her in a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a knife out and started yelling. <laughs> but I fucking love this place. Like, th- those yeah. are wild moments. And we just, on the way back down, said tabletop wilderness has to be a beer for us after this experience. And so yeah. we, we came back, and I, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual hike and everything. It's just, yeah. but, but I would rather have a 4.5% beer at the top of tabletop after hiking through the desert up a 1,000 feet sure. than, than a double tropical storm. You know, yeah. I think we'd all agree with that. So we want to make a dry Belgian beer and, and kind of go back to those stories of walking through Belgium. Merge it with this this uh, Arizona wilderness hike and yeah. and uh, have another staple. So if we name it a wilderness area, you know it's a staple for us. Uh, yeah. you know it's a beer we return to. Nice man, love it, dude. So many so many good beers up there, yeah. dude. Like 
I probably shouldn't say how many that I've had uh, today, but uh, <laughs> I, I like that you try to challenge me. I will, I will outstory anyone. No, you know? I love it, man, and I love it, man. Like I, that's that's I, every every time I get you on the mic, I'm like, dude, this needs to be a series. I, so any good, good with so these I'm, guys, I'm, right? I'm Dutch. Any good Dutch beer stories? Yeah. So I mean, obviously they're going to be in Amsterdam, <laughs> um, but I was on I was on a podcast in Amsterdam, and it was in the red light district. And I was given a joint. I got so fucking high on this. <laughs> I, like, it's the ob- it's the cliche, obvious. You're in Amsterdam, you're going to smoke, right? Like, it's obvious. Sure. But the weed there can be really good. And so I had the hardest time. Like, uh, Arizona. Wait, what? Um, yeah, wilderness. And then I had to ride a bike through that city that night. Like a bad high? Like a bad Just kinda, too high. Too, yeah, yeah like, like paranoid a little bit. Well, like you're in Amsterdam. Everyone's taking big hits, so you take a big hit. Yeah. And boom. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. And you're like, how? Yeah. This is weirdly close to acid hit this moment. You know, like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Um, you and could, so you can feel your pulse and yes, like yes, colic yes, up in yeah. your hair. I, I, I'm <laughs> not a stoner by any means, so this this hit me with it's some bigger. Hit me with some bigger, and so yeah. I went on and on and on. We were actually doing a show with Hair of the Dog, and they're up in uh, Portland, and lovely, lovely gentlemen, and they are stoners. So they're like, pass, puff, puff, pass. I'm puff, die. <laughs> Just, that's it. Try to ride a bike through the city, and I'll tell you what, riding a bike in that city. It's like riding. It's like driving car in Phoenix. There are rules and obligations that you need to be a part of. This isn't just a free for all. And it's a crowd. I'm fucking riding into people, around people. Oh, I, I, on yeah. cobblestone too, yeah, just probably. Just to get yeah. back to my hotel room yeah. to, to fucking sleep this one off, you know. And, yeah. and man, the next morning, uh, the owner of Oedipus Brewing, he was laughing about this because that's their hometown. Oedipus is the, yeah. the brewery there, right next to Heineken, who just bought them, by the way. Oh, no shit. Uh, makes sense though. People need money right now. But anyways, yeah. it was just one of those like. I had my Amsterdam experience. Yeah. 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 It sounded, he was describing like a scene from like Team America. Like, you know, just <laughs> yes. trying to get home yeah. and there's all this yes. chaos. Like, I just want to go. Just, he's melting into <laughs> his bike. Like, I'm like, what, what's in this weed? And they're like, weed? Weed. <laughs> I'm a horrible stoner. Yeah. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's a tolerance thing, man. It's yeah. like, it's, yes. you know. Jared never smoked weed, though, because he played the NFL. Yeah. And sure. I mean, I didn't ever even play in Denver. Never, never played in Denver even for one even season, for a, even for a year. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't return my phone calls once. I went to Denver four times last year, Jared. Not you once. never called. You never called when you went to Denver. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We'll get to the bottom He's of this. Go in the history. I have the, uh, we'll post the history I, screenshot of Pat's phone or John's I thought, phone. You know what? I got big timed. Yeah, <laughs> I got big timed. He was stoned, man. They're like, what are you getting? You can't see it, huh? <laughs> yeah, what did you do? <laughs> so, so paranoid, dude. I'm just trying to get home when I'm on a bike right I now. Thought I thought it was just a dark chocolate bar. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, thought it was a close I cigarette. Really, I love gummy bears. <laughs> Next thing man. you know, I was battling the geese no, to get home from the park, and they wouldn't <laughs> let me pass. And, <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. It's the worst city in the world to be a candy connoisseur. Like, oh, I love gummy bears. I try them all the time. And uh, just fucking rolling around like. So I, high. I would eat four of them. You were supposed to eat a half of one. Yeah, yeah well, uh, we'll see what this afternoon is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> quite a time in about an hour and a half. <laughs> Shit's going to get real weird here. So, uh, all right, dude, let's let's reel this all in a little bit. Downtown. Be this segment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, like the, the, the two-parter out at the, at the Camp Cool Ship. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was, there was a time where 
I came back on the microphone and I like someone had like taken over. And I think I was just eating burgers did, and did shit. Did the listeners like that one? They did loved get, it, dude. Okay. They loved it. Yeah, so, they're like, dude, this is so, so great. Heads up, November seventeenth came Cool Ship number seven or eight. We just got the lineup. If you want to, the announcement of the lineup, and obviously you're invited. Absolutely. He's so yeah, excited about the lineup right now. I can oh, see him looking his eyes. He's like, you want, you want the lineup? I give the lineup. I don't man. care about your I, fucking I, like, I lineup. Really, I don't want the lineup. He's like, I'm going to tell you the lineup. I feel like the lineup's good this year. So <laughs> right, the two you want to pay attention to that I think they're all hilarious, but the two that I think will be the the out out like the great ones. This guy named Evan with Plan B. Plan B is a farmhouse brewery that I think's B-E-E. as good as it gets. Yes. Yeah. Out of New York, right? Yeah. Emergency yes. contraceptive. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. And, <it's, laughs> and it also is... It's a weird collaboration. Yes. It's no, also... It's unrelated. When, when Jared was in college, <laughs> when he was drinking Oberon, yeah. he knew about Plan B as well. Yeah. Um, then the other one to pay attention to is Kent Falls, not too far from them. Those two are hilarious together. And Evan is a guitar player. Okay. Happened to go on The Voice. You can still Google him. No shit. The best voice you you know you can yeah. imagine. Dude, he's so singing on the like podcast. No brainer to go to but Kent. Then, cool but shit. Yeah, the guy but, then, can, but then pair them, pair them with True. It's coming down. Oh, from no Denver. Shit. Yep. Yeah. Pair oh, them man. with True. The metalheads and yeah. well, Todd yeah. Fontaflora, who can be a grump. I love him with all my heart, though. Yeah. You know Fontaflora. Like the ultimate farmhouse brewery, and then you have True, I, which Nick the owner True is just cool, calm, collected. But like his image is death, scary. Yeah, yeah. Scary. I yeah. wandered but in I there. I wandered in there off the street one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah was... after a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I would bro, do it dark. Den. How do I get back home on my bike, man? So then we have Highland Park Brewing. We have Black Project, also from Denver. Free Range, down the road from Fontaflora, another farmhouse brewery. And um, Lervig from Norway. No nice. shit. Yeah, I know That's I'm missing good one. one. Um, but I think this is going to be just like last time. We're going to go to Stoneman Lake. Yeah, you're invited. Please come up. Let's do the same Dude, thing. Dude, I would love to. Man. And I think this is going to be a just waiting. waiting I, 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 I'm can't used to don't, this guy. Don't even do it. Because <laughs> no, we're yeah. no. You come. You be my co-host, Jared. It's going to take me a while yeah. to know that Jared's retired. It's yeah. you know. Yeah. He didn't answer my. Call for one. No, it's the Denver. Let <laughs> me go into my missed call list here. Hold oh, on. man. Yeah. We will post all of this in the show notes. Jared, uh, Jared knows that I contact him. Come on. Yeah. In the day of spam calls. Oh, not shit. just kidding. You're, you're, yeah. you're clearly saved. In also, the days of, oh, dude, my, my, oh, my voicemail is messed New York. up. Sand City. Sand City. They're on Long Island. They're incredible. Farmhouse. Yeah. Ales driven. Yeah. That'll be awesome, man. November seventeenth. Yeah. 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 So when will the the last camp cool ship? When will that? What is it? What's the turnaround? Two usually? and a half years. years. We're, okay. The, the next one, I believe, is the one we did with Maynard and Group. Um, okay. Where we took Merkin Vineyards, uh, fuck, what, the white grape. The um, must. No, but I, the, the name of the grape is unique. Oh, okay. We took that grape right off the vine when it was at its highest bricks, put that into the cool ship, and drove on top of Mingus at 10,000 feet and did a cool ship. And Manor walked in to Osteria, where he's you know based at, and he comes up and, like, I don't, I'm so lucky to not like Tool and not have to be involved in this bullshit world around Maynard. I actually just like the people around him. Yeah. Uh, the people run the show and he walked over and he shook my hand and he goes is that the thing that you're driving up yeah he goes looks like a real piece of shit I go <laughs> and just like your restaurant and he loved ah, it. <laughs> no shit so, dude that's awesome oh, yeah. he shook my hand and gave me the blessing bartender comes and goes he, he never laughs or shakes hands <laughs> 
dude, he's he seems like a like a terrible super, guy, super intense dude, horrible guy, super intense. horrible. <laughs> Is he? No, <laughs> no I don't. Good. Yeah. Hey, how about no. this? I don't care. Yeah. yeah, he takes shits and he eats. I hey, know that. So, do you guys that's, that's do we point. change up your location every year for Camp Cool Ship? Yes. We'll cha- we'll never repeat a brewery uh, as well because you're just trying to We're get waiting for you to open. Dude, we also what are we want- gonna do Camp Cool Ship in like the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? Ah, uh, shit. We got some. We got some. Hey, we got some good wilderness areas I, up okay, in Michigan. You, you have a cave up there that has icicles. That it's an ice cave. You know, I know you know yeah. what I'm talking about. That has icicles that are. 15 feet long because the way the water seeps through the earth, it's in the youp. It's a youper. Yeah. You know about it? We're going to just throw some like lager barrels like down <laughs> there for a couple <laughs> years, come back and get it right. later. It's ready when the icicle oh, goes man. through the barrel. Like Michigan Icebox. This is how we get <laughs> off the engines, but we actually yeah. like talking about beer, right? Yeah. Watch this. Michigan Ice Cave. I'm Googling that. Magic Dude, going like in you here. can do that. Like do, like you can, you can do a cool ship. Imagine there. going uh, in there with a the cool ship. Sure. All right, yeah. This is why you started a brewery for this moment. That dude, is why. Imagine That's... eating four gummy bears and going into that place, dude. <laughs> that would be the scariest. And wearing Lord of the Rings through the hallways <laughs> yeah. of this ice cave. Let it go. Let it go. You yeah, know that yeah. song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. So we we gotta we gotta come back. What the I fuck tried to come us? back. Yeah. I tried to come back, but we didn't downtown location it's awesome man like i don't think you guys have been open at a time of the year where you can pop these doors open and fully I mean, we, experience earlier this. we so the irony of we, the, the opening was february yeah. 17th ish and it was yeah. 29 degrees that day as the high was 36 it snowed for like four minutes but yeah it, it snowed at your house it paradise valley up to scottsdale it snowed hard for 20 minutes Cave Creek got six inches of snow. No way. That was our opening weekend. This past, this, oh, no. I yeah, can't believe you guys have to wilderness that's a miracle. But, yeah. but, but your, <laughs> point, your point is right. Like, yeah. This thing was, we call it a Ferrari. It needs to be on the open road. It needs to be purring. Yeah. The engine's got to be going 80, you yep. know? Open and when we're going up. 20 idling, it's cool. Yeah. I yeah. agree we can be better. But when it's open, I think that we're dead on. Well, dude, and you just had um, the uh, like big stage live music a few weeks ago, right? Which is yeah, I o- pretty <laughs> I huge. Se- I, I selfishly have created a place for my band to play, but yeah, <laughs> we had a band called Think No Think, and the drummer is famously from the Sword. One of my great friends, Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy's new band, Think No Think, yeah, was looking for a home in Phoenix to play. We said, I think we can do it. So I set up a actual fucking great band down there, and we opened for them. And we the only wait down- when you say you open for them. Uh, I have a band called the Western Handshakes. That's you, yeah, dude. I so what do you what do you what, are you, yeah. what do you do? What do you think I do? What do you? What's your guess? Yeah. Guitar? Fuck yeah, so, yeah. And, and yeah. vocals. Come I was on. gonna say Mike, dude. He's yeah. on the mic, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm the bassist. <laughs> like why am I not holding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a soundboard guy. I play Pretty bass cool. backwards. Pat's the bassist. He, he, yeah. Actually, Conrad is our district. But like the, the whole thing, um, it just I don't know. It, it was every. Everything that I wanted it to be, I I hate when people give me credit for too much. Um, I've had that too many times. Like, I, I don't know. We found a place and we'd be able to... It, it, what I want the credit to go to is the fact that everyone involved always has something to do about it. Even yeah. just the people, the 120 people showed up on a Monday night in July. Hot as fuck. August 11th was the night. Yeah. 
it was hot as fuck and we had at least 100 people here to watch this band I had two cops pull up and like what's your first thought of cops pulling up at live music outdoors yeah roll down their windows and do this with their yeah. pump it's because it's this neighborhood whatever spirits live in this neighborhood from the the Native American child like it's it's an energy it's a good neighborhood it's a good it's a good yeah. na- I've spent like a a weird amount of time in this neighborhood yeah. when we lived here for four years. He's the fucking mayor of this neighborhood. So yeah, you that's, have not <laughs> that's not surprising. That's not Redfruit's right yes. there. When when I walk into Redfruit, Red yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Earl, Earl is like, you know, his spirit's in Redfruit still to this day. Yeah. Which he's, uh, I think he's playing Sunday. He's a starter now. Nice. I think. I think. We'll what is, it wouldn't surprise me. You don't know anything about he always, Earl. He <laughs> always rises through the rain. He just plays it cool and then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your take on me telling an Earl story training camp that might get him in trouble? But it was five years ago. Earl doesn't do that anymore. What do you think? Should I tell the story? Tell it, and if we need to, we'll get it out. I can tell you this right now. Give us the anyone, notes. Give us the anyone with Give us the, the Arizona clip. Cardinals organization, Jared Baldir was not anywhere near. He was always in bed <laughs> thinking about five football. Five years ago. I, was, I don't think no, he cares at this point. So yeah. okay, no, I was probably my first year. Well, let's, just, let's just say training camp was going on, and there are rules. You know the the hotel rules. Uh, I went to the Taylor Swift concert, and he <laughs> he beat me in pool at two in the morning, and won in the next day, and apparently had the best day of his life in practice. No shit. Um, that, that's that's yeah. Earl. Yeah, Earl, Earl playing like, pool like just playing pool or like pounding beers too. Uh, I could yeah, see yeah, that yeah. with Earl though, man. Just like I bet he was in such a mentally good place after that. Like just yeah, his soul was. He snuck good. back into the hotel. All the other players are with their families sleeping. Yeah. They're worried about this, making this team. He wakes up and he's just bashing heads with guys like yeah. two hours of sleep. That's, yeah. that's, Earl. that's Earl. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Give him the worst set of circumstances and hope that's, he'll flourish in you that. you got to get Earl on that. We're, they, they, they're not you give, awesome. you give him sure, some man. constant, like, yeah. just normal circumstances. Yeah. Man, he's going to be uncomfortable as it's, shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, he's not going to like that. Yeah. Exactly. Like we need to have a couple double tropical storms, like immediately. <laughs> like that's it's, shit's weird. I feel like all like calm and like yeah. normal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We got off yes. track. Yeah. We no, got we're off good, track. Dude. We're right on track. Right on track. You live know music more about down downtown? here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Live music because when when you and I were chatting about it, you were you were really excited for this because this is like a big part of not just not just like hey look what look what we're doing like but more like. Look what's happening down here. I love that. Look, there, there's only so much you can do in life. And you, a lot of times you're a part of, you got to just take the energy around you. When we signed this building, when we found this building, this was the the right place at the right time. The, you know, all, all of the, I guess the, uh, the cliches, if you will, like all of the things lined up. That saw fit right there you see around the building might look like nothing to you, but go find a building with mid-century modern saw fits that essentially came from architecture from Frank Lloyd Wright. Obviously, he was well before this, but this mid-century modern look, the way the bricks are lined up, you're just not going to get people to build like that. It's an unbelievable space that you guys found in a city that doesn't have a ton of space, really. I mean, it's... Yeah. And and, I was marveled by it. I was like... Like where we like I saw it on my maps when I was coming out like we're getting close like man this is this is right off Roosevelt like I was yeah, I was down here where where they where are they going to be we like? didn't need signage because we wanted the neighborhood to always know who we were because of our soul not our sign you know 
just it, it was all the things that we saw it, we felt it, and I'll tell you, I fucked up again. <laughs> Pat and I fucked up again. We thought we knew building this place took took it right out of us. And, and in hindsight, I look at it and say, that's how it goes. This is how it man. goes. Yeah, you, you take a, a beating, you go to the floor, and you get back up. And now yeah. that it's open, I I really love. I mean, I love seeing the neighborhood here. Yeah. It's third space. The, the theory behind third space is you have a condo like this. A lot of Brooklyn is third space. And we're their living room. So why don't we design it for the consumer? Why don't we design it for the person? And so that's why we have like our Topo Chico and vodka, you know, like Blue Clover's based in Scottsdale, the, the distiller. That's oh, why yeah. we want to talk about Dole Box Store because we want to be your living room. Sure, we're a wilderness brewing company, but we also want to have a venue for you to come and try new things yeah. Arizona grass raised beef these are these are cows that are roaming the Bradshaw mountains sequestering carbon from the, the opposite of what you think and, and making a soil balance that is pro oxygen this is what we want to be showcasing wild yeah. tonic um, the company, company in Sedona so the, the beef that's how far like where is that in relation to Phoenix uh, the Bradshaws are uh, north of Lake Mead. Um, Lake Mead, sorry, Lake Pleasant. Okay, okay. Um, so think Lake Pleasant. That's the base of the Bradshaws. Gotcha. That whole range, Deb and her husband um, decided to go buy six ranches that were defunct to to raise cow cattle on, Angus cattle. Yeah. And they said these cattle, not only do we you know um, bring six ranches back onto the grid that were defunct, these cattle are, are working with the national forest to to lower. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, like, and I don't want to get us more off topic, but like, it's like you talk about conservation yeah. and like like the cycle of you know how the land is maintained. You get grazing animals on land. Yeah. And it operates like it's supposed to operate. I, it, right. I didn't know this going into it. I thought cows were in pens. And now I realize cows are a positive thing if they're managed by people like Arizona Grass. It's the most beef. sustainable yeah. thing. Guess guess who's had limited fires since they started the Bradshaws. They had a lot of fires before her, though. Yeah. The Bradshaws burned a lot. No shit. Because they're eating the brush, like hoofed animals should. Which yeah. we, we killed all the hoofed animals. Long story short, yeah. a lot of them are gone. Cows represent a lot of the hoofed animals, and so they go and they eat the brush. The brush normally would catch. But they're also fertilizing the soil. So all, all of these things downtown was the perfect venue for us. Yeah. You know? It's a perfect venue to say, look what we're able to do. We didn't raise that beef. We're just here to be a conduit. And I think sure. that this building, look at right now. You're looking at traffic building up on, on Roosevelt. These are people looking in going, what is that? Yeah. And that's why this, this place just spoke to us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think I think that's great because it's it's bringing that message right into the center of everything. Right into the center. Right of just you know, yeah. you guys stand true to who you guys are, what you're representing. Um, and when when we did that episode at the um, at the Woodnote Cellar, yeah, like your your take on local is beyond. What I love is it's beyond just just the buzzword. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like support local. Like no, man, like. And, and you kind of explained it to me as it, it's just deeper than that. It's deeper than just there's saying fads, support There's local. trends and there's mainstays. Yeah. Yep. And fads can become trends, but they're, they're, the fad of saying local has to go away. We support local. 
We just had Local First in for a meeting today, and Local First is definitely a mainstay. They only think local, and why we're on their radar is they can tell authenticity from a mile away. If you're bullshitting uh, Kimber at Local First or anyone over there, um, don't plan on them not calling you out. (laughs) And so, you you know, we make mistakes all the time, or I guess could be better, you know. But we're fine with admitting that we're just human nature. We suck. All of us, right? Yeah. We can all be better. We all try to be sure. better. And so we, we do look at our programs holistically. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you, if anyone out there wants to know, you know, I, I guess a good approach, and I'll include you in this, read the book, Let My People Go Surfing by the owner of Patagonia. I couldn't recommend it more to you. Um, it's a book for the entrepreneur. It's also a book for the consumer. But it, for the entrepreneur, it is... Yes, we stared in the face of that's a bad idea a lot, basically, what Patagonia. They started in 1974, 5, 6, and it's 2019, and they're still standing, and wait to hear the book on what they do. I mean, every thread of their shirts, they know where it comes from. Transparency is what I believe in now more than ever. I want to tell you where my food comes from. I want you to, as the customer, to walk into my kitchen and say, what is everything in this room? And I'm proud of it. Yeah. I want you to walk in my brewery and say, what is going on and why is it happening and where did it come from? And I never have any, any secrets. Yeah. We were built on secrets in this 1990s society. We were built on secrets. I, I told this story and I'll always tell the story. And my mom's cool with me telling the story. I've made sure that I don't want to implicate her. But it was, <laughs> a, a, you know, of the times, my grandmother obviously was, quote, unquote, supposed to cook the meal. And chicken Sunday was... You know, the, the, the one time they had chicken was on Sunday nights, right? So that's my grandma. My mother, women started working at high rates, the, eight, the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of kids like me had mothers who dropped them off at school and they were going to go continue their career. All of a sudden, crap, you know, my mom was a great cook, chef, in, in, just as a natural person doing that. And I was used to asparagus, green beans, and potatoes. And then one day, Kraft macaroni and cheese showed up perfect blue label yellow attractive to the eyes you open it and your 12 year old son can do it after school and you don't have to do it and that's consumerism at its worst then Kraft took out billboards and took out pages and saying hey we just made it easy for you mom and dad we made it easy we fell victim to our own success in America we did Innovation, that and innovation now, of right, and yeah. now I, I and if you walked in the fact the the, the craft factories, I guarantee armed guards would get you out of there pretty quick. Yeah, I want you to walk in the wilderness and say, "This is why we did this. This is what this is. This is where this came from." And that's yeah. a policy that we'll stand by. We, we believe in that. And our chef David, it, Chef David is he's going to touch everything you, you know that you eat. Um, he's going to be the manufacturer. There, you know, if it came from Cisco or a local farm, wherever it came from, he's going to dissect it, know where it came from originally, the source of it, and then make it for you. And that's the true scratch kitchen. I think we should be more transparent in this society. I think our president should be more transparent. I think our government should be more transparent. What are you doing and why are you doing it? Yeah. Now, I might yeah. not agree with what you're doing, but I still want to know what you're doing and why you're doing sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like I could just go so far down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Off of, <laughs> this is he's from Michigan. Getting farming a good state. Wheel. Oh, farming man, states oh, turning yeah. into monocrop states, and then only four farms survive. They're yeah. you know blah blah. Well, blah. I, I mean, I think, and you know, I could be wrong here, but there's something about local 
tying in with sustainability and just creating that good life cycle, that that just that natural life cycle. Um, Jared, we're a part of the ecosystem as humans. We aren't the ecosystem. It's time for us to learn that we're a part of the system. Amen. We aren't the system. We don't create the system. We're a part of it, and it's time for us to learn that. And, and, and balance is in harmony is has come before us. It were, already was balance and harmonious. So it's time for us to look at that and say every decision that a restaurant, a brewery, a business makes should matter. And I think we should have an audit. Now we Patagonia audits themselves, and I think we should audit ourselves. And I think there should be a fundamental audit of every company saying, why? I don't know what Verizon's doing, but why the fuck are they doing everything they're doing? What if Verizon did one thing different every year for the rest of time? What if they put LED lights in the 50,000 cubicles? What if they put in low flow, and we found out that reservoirs were getting fooled again just from a big company like that? And that's, what I guess, my, my point is we want to be open-ended you can come in and see and ask us why but then there's this too it's you're using local things you're practicing sustainable methods and it shows an overall quality and to me you know being a guy that weighed over 300 pounds for the last 10 years you got someone making scratch scratch made mac and cheese compared to a box of craft I mean, there's, there's no comparison. Yeah. And, you know, I think you can parallel that in a lot of different ways. Yeah. It's just because it just comes down to, to doing things properly, not just doing what's well, Jared, easy. Jared, and, and, mac and, and cheese is a perfect pasta. example, right? How do you make pasta? You make pasta. It, well, let's just have to clog up the airways, but let's you're say good. you make. No, you're good. We don't have He's to get like, this is getting taken all out. Well, you, We're you, make, you take incredible grains, an hour ago. incredible <laughs> grains, and you take incredible water, and you make pasta. Right? Let's just leave it yeah. at yeah. that. To make cheese, yeah. You you take high, you know, cows that are raised properly, and you take the milk from cows. You let lactobacillus ferment it, so you have cheese. Like there's obviously a lot more in between. Yeah. Then you take that together. And you coexist it with spices that come from somewhere great in the world. And now you have this product that's telling your brain, this is decadent. This is great. If you were able to reach deeper, and it's, it's the difference between gustatory and analytical. So you have two types of brain tasting. Gustatory, gustatory is your, or gustatory, whatever the, it's, it's your initial reaction. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gustatory. So, and then you have your analytical side that's like why is this cheese better than craft we 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 must not let advertising and i'm the branding advertising marketing guy for this but we must not let it be the driven force we must be people who tell the 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 companies we will not partake and then comes beyond me fucks the whole day up and i'm very upset about it and i think that anyone who falls victim to that will not be doing that for the rest of their lives I don't believe that it will last forever. The Beyond Meat Impossible thing right now. No one can fight me on this one. It will not last forever. It is definitely a fad. Could You're talking about that, the Impossible Burger? and the, the, Yes. You know. it, 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 uh, I don't want to underestimate or, or um, I guess, I, I, wanna, I don't want to disarm the idea sure. that we should get rid of CAFOs, yes. feedlots that are, centri- you know, um, 10,000 cows in one area. I completely agree. Let's do away with that. 
why don't you just eat less meat and more plant-based things? Why do you need a, a company to say, hey, we are going to digitize food for you? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't, again, back to what downtown means for me is we have a lot of, you know, interesting consumers down here. I see a lot of different races and cultures and gender, you know, genders and just male driven, you know, I see um, trans people. I see, pe- I, I see people that are, are just living their life the way they prefer to live it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, to your original point, why downtown matters is all that message I just said. I get to send it to a consumer now that is the, 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 uh, the um, receiving conduit. We might be a conduit for the farmers, but they're the conduit for the, the, the social world. And that's why this is important to me. We notice that social media down here is, is, is pretty progressive. Yeah. We have people who are really, really, really looking for authenticity. We cannot lie to these people. We, we you know, we've been called corporate ourselves. We have pe- people coming in saying, "You look corporate. You look." They, they, true story. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We've had this conversation where it's almost too clean, but because you got your branding on point. <laughs> look, hey man. In two thousand nineteen, people 2000, will say whatever they want to say. Yeah. It in two thousand nineteen, it's, it's fair to yeah. say. Yeah. It's fair to say. Get used to being scrutinized and sure. be okay with it. Yeah, and it and goes along with being at the top too. It does. You know, yeah. you want to be the best at what you're good at. You're gonna have, you know, people coming Dear in Bill and Deer slamming. Was the worst it. lineman that's ever played, I'm sure, has been no said. doubt. Yeah. That has been said. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. What's this guy doing? Fucking offensive tackle. No, if he just was, he would just use his brain and think, and then he just play football <laughs> and he could do it. Bash your brain more for, for my yeah. Sunday afternoon yeah. experience. Yeah. Let's break um, down the, the what the I want to hear the NFL experience. So you you go to training camp, right? Does the coach give a fuck about you as a human, generally? We won't call any coaches out, but like, you know I think so. Okay. I think so. You know, I think we care about each other more than you know we we even like to admit some people, you know, yeah. some people are, you know, fine about it. And, you know, you get in this uh, yeah. NFL, you know, you just get a lot of, uh, you know, this, this machismo, like, you know, tough guy. Yeah. Uh, but I think they care. But at the same time, I think the logic is, is so dated. Yeah. Like you get that Roman gladiator. Uh, it's all for the glory, you know, just shed your guts. Like, I'm going to do you a service by having you push through whatever you need to push through. Like, that's me almost, like, showing my love for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't mean, that's the, right, it. Doesn't mean that's the right way to do it. Yeah. But that's just kind of how it gets done sometimes. And, and does, does the fact that your career is, on average, still three years, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. Does there, that there's... matter? Like, it, it, I guess my point is... Winning the game this Sunday is more important than the overall feelings of people, right? That's that. That's how I perceive it. Did, did that bother you? Kind of. Or is that rough for you? Well, you know what? Like you, you, you never. First of all, I never. You, you never know what someone's really thinking. Yeah. You, you can sit and speculate, and I think that's dangerous sometimes. I don't think that's good when you're the athlete to try to put yourself in someone's brain and see what they're thinking because slippery slope right um you know control what you can control kind of thing uh i think that definitely happens i don't know if it does all the time i think you know they truly have concern for for the players and uh you know if if you're a good person you're going to care about 
what you're asking of somebody to, yeah, to do. Cool. You're responsible for that at the end of the day. Uh, you know, if you're a sociopath, you don't care. You know, and there's sociopaths out there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think I think guys have have concern. Cool, cool. I, I think that the sometimes the the knowledge and the logic uh, is dated. I think there could be a better knowledge base. I think I think if you know you weren't if it wasn't so much rooted in you know this this whole what's been passed down for me from you know my mentor without really getting together scrupulating it and, and trying to you know test it and, and create this new knowledge base for for growth you know i think it's just always going to kind of be what yeah, it is yeah. yeah i love it because i i'm i'm why i'm fascinated is now we have 150 to 200 depending on the time of your employees and you only ask them to do some things that I would say are fundamentally sound. Yeah. And winning is sales for us, you know. Um, winning at all cost, I, I, that's a lot to ask, you know. I mean, so obviously the NFL's gotten better about protecting players and all. And, and this isn't a thing about bashing the NFL. They're, 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 sure. They're, they must be good because everyone watches them. But it, it, it it's a new society. And I, I guess, we, you know, we've had a lot more female balance in our company. You know, we believe in balance. Down here, we notice a lot of different culture balance. I think we've we've benefited as two white males owning a company from learning from a lot of um, different cultures and maybe religious backgrounds. So it's like I look at the NFL and it's like, is it is it culturally sound? Is it, are there balances? And it's just an honest question. It's not sure. I don't, I don't need to. Actually you weren't have expecting an answer, anything from one one way or yeah, the other. You were just like curiosity. It, you know, yeah. Is it balanced? Yeah. It, it, is there? Are we learning from? NFL football, or are we just watching it chanting some fucking chant that is rooted in you know some archaic? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. I mean it's it's tribal, like yeah. it's uh, it's it's Roman gladiators, modern day, which which is good and it's right. It's yeah. the number one thing to watch. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it teaches you good stuff. Like I, you know, especially this day and age. You know, we're sitting here, it's super comfortable right now. Uh, even though it's 100 degrees outside, we got fans, air conditioning, like drinking beer. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah. like, there's too much, there's awesome everywhere. Like, people need to experience more shitty. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and, and some yep. people do. And I'm not saying just like psychological, like, be tormented shitty, but just physically shitty, uncomfortable, you know. Get your ass kicked, man. That. And, yeah. and, and football gives you that as a person. And I will forever be grateful of that. Cool. Because I'm out of that, and I search for that shitty now. Because because that 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 is what makes you, you know, impervious to to the day, really. Yeah, and Jared, you know what's crazy for me is I can't recommend to kids to go into craft beer. I can't. But what I can recommend is backpacking. And I think football is the same thing. Where backpacking puts you in some experience. No you got to get out of your own mind. Yeah, and you can set yourself up for a successful backpack, or you can be unprepared. For sure. And you can be the guy who didn't was facing the best defensive line and didn't prepare, didn't study, and I'm in a canyon going, I thought there'd be water in this canyon. Why isn't there? <laughs> oh, shit, I should have researched. I think kids with their, you know, adult should should do that. And I think football, I mean, what would you rather have? Your kid go into football and experience a concussion or fentanyl, which is right. the leading fucking drug in the in America, American yeah. amphetamines, and it's like, I'd, who cares if football has a little machismo, archaic values? Yeah. Yeah. At least there's something positive there. There, a hundred percent. You know, there, there, there's for sure. And they positives. are thinking, right, Jared? They are thinking. You were in right. the middle of it. They are thinking about your head and your body. Yeah. You know, it, it's getting there. It, it's getting there. 
Yeah, um, could be better. Yeah, could be better. We could and, be better and, and, craft and beer, too. Yeah, and that, you everything. know, that's just the thing. You yeah. know, just strive to always get better. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that that's a basic principle that is going to drive success, whatever you're doing. I, th- I feel like the NFL is like craft beer, though. We all didn't think it'd be that successful. I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think there's a lot of people in the yeah. 70s in the NFL like, $25 billion one day. <laughs> They're going like... Maybe we can make fifteen dollars. You know, I I, I can yeah. only imagine in the nine eighties and nineties when it really became the Emmett Smith era. You know, those kind yeah. of Jerry Rice era. Like, oh shit, we we better get corporatized pretty quick. I bet there's a lot less professionalism than we'll ever know about. Yeah. The same as craft beer. Like, we look like these companies that have it a, a know all, and we're still calling. Sierra Nevada, uh, Firestone saying, what do you guys do for HR? You know, like, what do you guys do in this scenario? <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey, man, but it's having that humility yeah. that creates authenticity, and and that's what drives it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his brewery is going to be successful. I mean, look, look at these answers he's given. This and now, guy dude, knows this, how to... Is no, this, it's, what's hey, the name going to be, by the way? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards something, you know, with my number, 68 yeah. Brewing Company. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot has to go into a name. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a. It's a tough thing. It uh, is. Yeah. Yep. It's. It's daunt. That. That part is daunting. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad that you think that. I'm yeah. telling you. I. If, if, if I have. There's. I have a dear friend named Jeff Bagby who owns Bagby Brewing Company, and I have told him I have. I'm not so for you putting your last name on your brewery. The reason is legacy projects come from legacy. <laughs> And starting with Valdir would be tough. Now, 30 years from now, you can look at me and go, you, you know, say you did call Valdir. You're an idiot. I was right. But it, it's, it's, it just it isolates it to one family, one name, one world. One, you know, Sierra Nevada and why I called it Wilderness was a theme. And I, I'm glad that you take it serious because the name shouldn't be something like, I won't name any Arizona breweries, but... but there are a few here that just kind of sound like they went out drinking one night and said, Blake. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm on a 20-year plan, and I want, in 20 years, I want someone to take over this brewery that I trust. Yeah. I hope that a good name says that you were thinking about the 20-year plan, not just the two-minute plan of just getting your beer out. I want to see my beer on the shelves, has been said recently, in AZ Central about a new brewery. And that's that's great for them. Yeah. They're going to learn the hard way. I don't know if you read that article. Yeah. Um, new brewery opening, they, they were quoted saying, I just want to see my beer on the shelves. Yeah. And, and more power to them, I, and I hope they do. But what do you want to do after that? Sure. What do you want to do after that? That's a goal. Right like after that, what's your goal? Yeah. At, What's with anything? I don't know. Yeah. To me, that'd be super scary to see my beer on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> who's, yeah. who's watching my baby? Yeah. <laughs> is that shelf cold? Yeah. 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 That, dude, that's huge, company. man. That it's is huge. Yeah. Are people seeing that shelf? Yeah. Yep. Is that shelf? Yeah. Is someone walking that's that shelf to the school bus? I'm right. telling you right now, it's a good sign. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because, that, I mean, that's... That, that's so important, and, and it, like you said, if he goes with the name, all right, you better hope your kids want to carry on that name, right? As well, like yeah, it's it's, it's tough, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, when it's right, it's right. Yeah, for know, sure, for sure, man. Well, where can people follow you so people can follow? You? Are you are active on social media? Uh, I'm not very active. That's good. Uh, that's all right, man. That is, is all right. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm the, I'm, I'm not very active. 
physically I'm pretty active. They can you probably find me in my weight room or climbing a hill or mowing the grass, brewing beer. Uh, no, Valdir68 is my Twitter handle. Uh, okay. I think it's JaredV68 on Instagram. Uh, you need a longer arm there. You need a, you need a longer arm. He's trying to do a selfie, and he's... You can get me out of it. It's yeah, going to round my body out. That was, that was my knock at the combine, man. Jared, short I, arms. I, I, I had short, short arms for a tackle right there. That was, oh, really? Yeah, that's my knock. I, I wish we could. Okay, that's, let's talk about archaic real quick. I'll, I'll keep this quick. Yeah. What's more archaic than isolating one individual human to watch their abilities and then oh. televising it? Can you imagine you, brewers coming in to apply to wilderness? Oh, wave? yeah. Um, we're going to televise you, and we're going to talk about how short your arms are. Your you teeth can, are too you small. Can, you can really, you can compare it to some dark things. Yeah, yeah. it's ugly. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 Any NFL uh, exec listening, I think you should come on to Tap That AZ podcast yeah. and explain yourselves, because that's that's a weird one. Over two, some whiskey short arms and some the, double The guy's tropical. lineage... The guy's lineage is 30,000 years old. He didn't fucking choose his arms, so stop yeah. talking about short arms. It's yeah. just fucking arms that he's going to yeah. deal with. Maybe well, we they move really fast, yeah, too. We don't Did know. you measure my my arm speed? No, <laughs> because it's a dated process, and you weren't putting logic I love, and knowledge. I love Earl's. I love Earl's. You read his comments. Like, they got it dead on. Like, might be distracted. <laughs> like, might... Might like other things other than just the NFL. They got it like yeah. fastest dude in the room. Like Earl ran a four three something, whatever it was. As a for, lineman. Yeah, but it was like could be distracted. Could be distracted. Like could, could be could human. Have, could have a life. We actually might be a human. We got to get Earl on the show, man. We got to get Earl on the show, man, for sure. Yeah. So, well, dudes, this has been awesome. We're yeah. already at two hours. Did it feel if like you're two still hours? Listening, that was fantastic. If you're still listening. Jared will send you one dollar. <laughs> I will. $1. And it's, it's it probably because you're brewing beer right now. Yeah, you're in your brew days. Yeah. You're about in the middle of, the, of your brew. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you're you're graining out right now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you couldn't grain out. It's like all right, all right, oil up, because your husband or wife yelled at you about something. You had to go inside, and then you came back out. Yeah. And, and fuck, maybe, I boiled too long. Maybe you're brewing a lager and you got ten hours left of your day because you're <laughs> triple decoction yeah, mashing or something. <laughs> Maybe you're decocting. Oh, we're right. getting ready for First Friday down here. Yeah, it so is. It's, it's getting, it's getting busy in here. All right, guys. Thanks so much, Jared. Keep us updated on the brewery. What's up? What's up with Wilderness? What's next? What do you guys? Look, what's in the horizon? I, we we are going to perfect what we're doing, and right now that means listening to our employees and the values that um, they hold and want to put into this company. We want a um, executive team, Chase included, in that that has input and finds value in their life in this company. So we'll focus on that right now. Um, 1A is the customer experience. Uh, if you're going to come in and put money in this place, we really want you to understand and and feel that value. So we're, we're focused on that right now. Yeah. To build a building is essentially adding a family member. To build a building is is to build a new city. This isn't yeah. part of the city. This is a new city. And, and we, we need some time in between any other expansions. You mentioned Jester King. I think we'll visit Jester King for a while. We'll go backpacking the Arizona wilderness. We'll yeah. find our heart and soul there, but I don't know if we're quite there for that third one yet. But right yeah. now, those two things are what we're focused on. That's awesome, man. And, Dude. and fuck, man, get accounting right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. you know yeah. this shit every day. It's like we even have a, a Harvard-driven, uh, a Harvard-graduated um, accountant who, who is our lawyer, and we're still focused on what the fuck are we doing? You know, how yeah. are we making money? Where are we? Where can we spend? We, we're a charity-driven company, and 
we want to make sure that those charities are, are being held accountable. So we have them coming and yeah. ask where the money went. So I guess to, you know, a convoluted uh, way, there's just always so much to do. Sure. And I don't... I don't think we need a third location whatsoever. Well, dude, you got, you got to you got to button down what you're doing. Like, and that's one thing I've learned from from this whole adventure is one thing I really appreciated about what you said was two things: is number one, don't don't be afraid to take chances. You guys have them. like you like you said you and fell coming on your out of the womb was a, the biggest chance you ever take. So oh yeah, everything's right? easy from yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you you have ideas. You guys have thoughts, and you follow through with them with everything you have and. Sometimes it's a great thing. Sometimes it's a not so great thing. Depending, it is what it is. You learn from from these things, right? Yeah. Um, and also building that team, man. Building that team, like you know, for me starting this, I was like, all right, man. If I could figure out how to make money doing this and get sponsorships and learn how to record really well, I'll be good. Oh yeah, dude. What about getting your freaking TPT license? What about all this shit? We're like, fuck. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. So you, it's. It's more than just learning a specific role. It's learning everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's and a garden you're growing in. Yeah. From from soil composition to sunlight, you got to figure it out. Exactly, and man. That's what exactly. an entrepreneur does. Shit's coming in real quick, man. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Jared. These are employees. We're fine. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> We're coming in quick, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jared, hey, no, yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This yeah. is fantastic. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. John? Thanks for having us. I think that having a forum to talk like this is is how we can um, get past this craft beer lull. We should we should be talking, be very transparent, and hope other breweries do the same. Yeah, I'm in, man. Anytime you're down, John, I'm in, man. Rock and roll. Love talking to you, buddy. Guys, thanks for listening. Go to Arizona Wilderness. Go check them out. I think you just go to their website, see if they still have the beer. Um, if you really really want that one, and only that one, but. Just go to Arizona Wilderness and get some of their beers. They're fantastic. So, Tap That AZ is part of the Hopped Up Network. It is a network of independent craft beer podcasts all across the country. Check them out at hoppedupnetwork.com. Always remember, stay awesome. <laughs>